0: Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. Yeah, let's let's get let's get going. I just want to make let's sure go. good. Kind of, I got a fresh cut, but I think this is gonna kind of like look a little better. <laughs> I... What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, Saint speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the St. Clair Speak Show, guys. I am sitting here with a special guest. Now, this brother doesn't need an introduction because his name speaks for himself. This is Coach Just Justin Jenkins. Justin, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing well, bro. How you doing, man?
0: Oh, hey, hey, hey! You know, iron sharpens iron, so you know I'm feeling sharp right now, man. I see that lineup, man. Um, Come on, I we here. I, I see we have you. We to get it done. Yeah, yeah. That, hey, that means we're in alignment right now. See, our lines are straight. We're on the right path. I like right, that. Right. Just, right. Yo, I want to talk to you. Let's dive right into it, man. Like for those of you that don't know a coach, just of course is a coach. He's a health and fitness professional. Uh, you know, his background, I mean, of course he can speak more to this than I can, but he's been a huge inspiration to me as of lately to like reignite that fire within for me to like do this cardio and do this high intensity training and get after it again. So, you know, Justin, before we begin, like what, what got
1: you started in the health and fitness industry, man? You know, we we could we could take it as far back as being an athlete. So I've been an athlete all my my entire life. So after 12th grade, when I was playing basketball, I try to you know try to pursue professional basketball. Right. But you know, with injuries and things of that nature, I never had a coach or a trainer to actually help me, you know, learn how to rehab myself, you know, rehabilitate. So right. as as time goes on, I start to realize, you know, what like, you know what, let's let's pursue on on personal training. You know, that way I can actually do corrective exercises to improve, you know, the strength and the stability for athletes like myself or like yourself or, you know, just in just in general for all, um, all, all populations.
0: Talk to me. Like, you got my attention right away, bro. I want you to talk to me about injuries. Dive into it because... Honestly speaking, I got into motivational speaking because of injuries. I couldn't train the way I used to, so I was depressed. So I had to Mm -hmm. do something else. So, like, talk to us about injuries, man. Like, you know, you're a former athlete, basketball player, now fitness professional. Like, what what have you experienced in your life as a basketball player, right, compared to a fitness professional that you've seen in injuries that could cultivate and change the game for, you know, upcoming
1: athletes for generations to come? So... As an athlete, you, when you go on the court, or say let's say talk about basketball, when you're on the court, you're not, you don't have fear when you don't have any injuries. So you're playing with your heart on the floor, and you're giving all that you have. But right. once you get injured, what happens is your pride goes to the side. You, you're, you, not only that you, your pride goes to the side, you, you start to become more fearful. Now, you don't want to do certain movements or like lateral movements because you might think, okay, I might get an ACL tear, MCL tear, or what have you, or you might pull a strain of muscle. So as I became a fitness professional, I started realizing that athletes, we, we tend to think that we're going to be the same athlete as before, but we're not. Same thing what happened with Kobe, rest in peace his soul. But yeah. Kobe knew that he was not going to be able to jump with the big boys anymore. He wasn't going to be able to dunk, go up for the layers. So what he started doing, he started putting up thousands and thousands of shots because his Achilles had torn. So I started to realize, like, as a coach, I know the game of basketball. So it's four quarters, right? And after the four quarters, it equals a result. So that's my philosophy about fitness. So as I apply athletes and how I look at other populations of the world as far as health and fitness, I learn how to strategize for each quarter. At Mm. the same time, I learn myself that, okay, I may not be good enough or strong enough to compete in the second quarter, but you know what? I'm going to strategize and try to find different alternatives in order for me to get to quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Then we can win the game. So that's how I started realizing you know what there's not a lot of coaches and there's not a lot of fitness professionals that actually play a sport or actually been in the field of the individual that they're training. Right. So someone could want to lose weight, but what happened? I don't want to lose weight? So how can you relate to that person and have empathy and show them exactly how can you how can they lose weight and you could be relatable at the same time? Same thing with athletes. I'm not a soccer player, but I'm a basketball player, but we do understand that there is different functional functional functionality that we need to do in order for us, you know, to continue with that dynamic.
0: Right. So, so let's talk about this, man, because I think this is something that I often don't speak about, but this is something that I've seen um, in the fitness industry in general, in our culture, and our background, you know, you know, we come from this background, whether you're West Indian, but we all come from the ethnicity of African-American, right? We right. know where we come from. So we know that the food is a problem. So what can we do in the community to become better with you know our health and, and wellness to begin with with the food? Because we know nutrition is 80%, but at, at times some people are limited to you know the information, the resources, and just hearing the right people. But what what can we do in the fitness industry as professionals as ourselves to be more of an asset to the community and
1: and, and shedding more light on that? So first thing first, as you said, you said. Nutrition is eighty percent, right? Now I also believe that too, but here's another philosophy that I live by. So it's like I said, it's five quarters in the game or four quarters. So each and every quarter, I add twenty five percent. So you're gonna have you want to have obviously a, a proper or a customized exercise program catered to your goal. You want to have a diet regimen that's you know that's gonna you know complement what you're trying to achieve as far as your exercises. Right. Now, if you're not consistent, which is which is another twenty five percent, and you're not patient there's no way you're going to get that 100%, right? Mm. So you got to make sure that you get through those four chapters or those four pa- well, phrases in order for you, the um, faces, in order for you to achieve that goal. Now, to um, go back as far as nutrition, you have to know what your body needs to consume. Because now, everything you eat and whatever, well, pardon me, whatever you eat and whatever I eat, it may not, you know, it, it varies. Right. And there's there's situations where as trainers, or just say athletic trainers, they would tell an athlete, okay, eat out a high high protein intake, drop the carbs. But what happen if I'm, a, I'm I'm an endurance athlete? Mm. I I need to eat my carbs. I need to eat carbs. I need that energy source. Along with that, what carbs am I eating? Right. But as far as injuries, the first thing I would always recommend is omega-6 because that helps with – and, you know, it breaks down the anti- anti-inflammation and also loosen up the joints as well. Hmm. Now, you could get that in fish, things of that nature. But what happens if you're allergic to fish? There's supplements. But you have to be able to go to these, go, let's say, you got to go to your, your nearest health conscious store and speak with that wellness individual or speak to individuals like us that we that way we could guide you towards that direction. Just because what you see another athlete, or another client do, and you see them dropping weight, you see they they they're becoming a lot stronger than you. That doesn't mean their, their regimen is gonna work for you. Mm. You gotta, you have to, you have to know your character. You gotta know exactly what you need for your body. So I think, you
0: know, like it, it breaks it down, man. Yeah, spot on, Just. You know, the biomechanics of the body, everyone's BMI is different. Everybody's body's right. gonna respond different, right? I was at a point, honestly, I could tell you, and you brought up omega-6 was what, what was a really good point when i was actually prepping you know for bodybuilding i was eating volumes of red meat where i was Mm. eating chili way more than i needed to i was legit eating red meat every day aesthetic wise like i was as big as i could possibly get i felt like Mm -hmm. for someone who's like a natural athlete but the excessive amount of red meat and the inflammation that spiked up in my left shoulder and just you know the mental i can honestly tell you this just the mental just where I was it just felt that like I was a robot and I was just like okay I'm going to meal prep this and you know meal prep that but I I I I was just not doing the research myself and in result my body was paying for it but my mind started to pay for it too because as as much as protein I was consuming as far as red meat there was not that much greens with it right? right so I was lacking stuff with supplements we need supplements to fill in the blanks as far as just like reading our daily nutrients i wasn't even you know being consistent with that so what i've realized altogether was this it's okay to be wrong as a fitness professional and i realized i'm like okay i've been doing this the wrong way and i could tell mentally so ever since i stopped like to, to be honest with the food and just stopped with the supplementation completely and really decide what does my body really need because Absolutely. you don't need creatine. Your body produces creatine. It's already
1: created, created yep. Yeah. It creates so, itself. I,
0: I, I had to realize like that, it's like it's like you training yourself kind of, right? Absolutely. You know, You know we have all this information, Jess, but for me, it was hard for me to kind of accept that I was kind of wrong too, right? So right. I had to check my ego and say, you know what? Enough's enough. I could become better. So I kind of want to put that out there. So just I want to ask you this, man. Uh, as far as just, you know, fitness professionals, the fitness industry, we're seeing COVID-19. A lot of people have been endorsed these past few months. Some people don't know what happened. They don't know how it happened. Some people have let themselves go physically.
1: We're yes. seeing, we're seeing yes.
0: a big transition in the fitness industry right now, Josh. We're seeing something big happening because what we're realizing is major corporations are realizing that they need personal trainers more than the personal trainers need the fitness industry as far as corporations go.
1: Right. Correct. So
0: now since that everyone is home what we're seeing is a lot of fitness professionals emerge. So what does this mean for the industry right now? Like what are you experiencing with your clients? Are you getting clients from all over? Are they bringing new people? Like what's mm-hmm. going on on your end in the fitness industry that you want to, you know, shed light to tell the other fitness professionals?
1: So as far as my experience with the COVID-19 and again let's for anyone that's gone through that situation and that has suffered from it we wish you all the best but at the same time let's just talk about this uh it's been tough i'll be completely honest with you because clients they become they become spoiled mm-hmm. you know because now i'm used to being at the gym i'm used to having all these equipments but and i don't have that same intensity or that same person yelling in my ear to you know to get the job done yeah i tell my clients all the time like listen am i not the same person that you see in the camera I'm the same person. Uh, nothing, yeah. nothing changed about me. Yeah. Nothing changed. My physique didn't change. The way I talk to you it hasn't changed. What's going to change is how we're going to move during our program. We're going to move a lot faster, less breaks, and little to no weights because not every individual, not every client has the weights that we have. Right. I, I, I barely have weights, and what I normally do is focus on calisthenics, and my main focus lately has been mobility and stability work. Right, I could squat. I could squat four hundred. Well, pardon me, three hundred sixty-five pounds. I was on the verge to go to four hundred pounds. That's fine. But am I able to keep myself at a ninety-degree angle and not have that pelvic tilt, or better yet, that wink when I'm going to that squat? I want to mm. be able to maintain that squat position. Now I'm doing wall sits. I'm doing child poses. I'm, I'm doing so many, so many stretches that's going to allow me to loosen up the hips at the same time. I just, let's say at the same time, allow me to be a lot stronger than I was before. Mm-hmm. So as far as the clients and, that, and all the fitness professionals out there, you have to bring another aspect of fitness to your clients. Don't just have your clients just used to you know okay, obviously that we're gonna do strength training. Okay, there's so many form there's so many formalities as far as um strength training. We got strength endurance, right? Mm-hmm. We got stability and strength. We got hypertrophy, but that's put it on size. We right. got maximum strength. So If we do not have those weights to actually build the mass, if we don't have that weight to actually focus on how strong we are, we got to stick on, we got to focus on strength endurance. Whereas Mm -hmm. we're going to do a lot more reps in each and every set that we do. That way we can build the fatigue. We can build on lactic acid within the muscles itself. That way we don't have to fatigue so quickly. We Mm -hmm. have to be able to have that longevity in our exercise. So when I tell other fitness professionals, I don't want you to just sweat. Don't have your clients just sweat. What is the purpose of that client being trained versus you me training your client? Because if this is, you know, everything's going on virtually, how, how are we separating ourselves? How are we bringing the same intensity and that same, that same product that our clients, you know, day in and day out, you know, ask for is They right. pay for the service. Why are we continuing to do the same things that we do in the gym versus what we do at home? It has to be a complete, a complete difference. Absolutely. It has to be.
0: Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. You know, it's catered when I was training, man, like I catered everything based on to your like their lifestyle. So if you're at the desk five days a week for 40 plus hours, I know your hip flexors are tight. I know your glutes are tight. Your hamstrings are tight. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Oh, have. Why are we spending 20 minutes on a mobility and stretching? Well, <laughs> if I put you through this course, you're going to pull something. then we're going to prolong your results another six to maybe months to a year. Because we and then you're gonna skip. blame us. Then you're gonna blame us, and that makes me a liability. <laughs> but it kind of made me realize that this is not about me. This nope. is about them. And in 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 the, in the fitness stream itself, man, like I've had the experience again. You know, working with you know major corporations, and uh, I lost the love for fitness because mm. I felt that the, the second the client couldn't financially afford it. That like the relationship was like legit gone. But none of that right. is tied to me. Of course, it's tied to the corporation. So right. as a personal trainer who's worked for Equinox on Wall Street, Lifetime in Westchester, The Edge in Danbury, Connecticut, Blink on 34th Street, Crunch, Fitness in Poughkeepsie, sure. Art Street. For someone who's yeah, worked yeah. for all these corporations, I've seen the same thing. And what I've noticed is this the second you get a client and you meet them at one spot they're going to they, they get accustomed to it like you said they get spoiled right mm-hmm. so once they see that okay you're going to go independent a lot of things come into factor but one thing i've right. realized in corporate versus going independent people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care like they really don't hmm. bro they they really they really don't like you could have all the certifications in the world i've been around the most knowledgeable trainers just the smartest right. trainers in the world, bro, and they were struggling to make money. Invested thousands into the education, but they don't know how to build relationships and how create a community. You know, a support right. system. They know, right. they know everything. They know the, the protein. What's this? 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 They know everything to a T, but they don't know the basics and how to have a conversation, how to build that relationship. So what I've noticed in the fitness industry, completely, the ones that are really good. Go independent. Mm-hmm. They go independent.
1: Just so check this out. Whipping the the horse doesn't want water. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, it may be thirsty. It may be quenched for thirst. Right. But whippin' it does not want water. So we have, that's why we gotta be able to again relate with those clients, relate with those athletes. And once we able to talk with that athlete, it's time to speak with the parent and see if the parent and the and their child are connected. Because sometimes they in their own world. Absolutely. They got to be in their own world. So we got to put them together and say, listen, mom, that Joseph right here really want to go to the NBA. There's some things that we need to do in order for him to get there. We need your support as well as my support, our support, to actually get him there. Right. You know, day in and day out, make him run. Day in and day out, follow his nutrition. Make sure his grades is, you know, is up to fall. You know, academically, that needs to be done because – and be honest, based on our culture, based on our hue, it does not matter how, you know, talented we are as far as, you know, physicality. That's so
0: true. That's so true.
1: If we're having an interview, how can you hold, how can you hold a conversation?
2: Mm.
1: How are you able to be the interviewer when you're supposed to be the person, you're supposed to be the applicant? Right. I know what most jobs I ever had, I always ask a lot of questions. I always ask most of the questions to the point that I seem like I'm hiring a person. Right. Now they're like, okay, are you... Do you want to be a part um, – do you want the manager your position? Man, I didn't apply for it, but you know what? I take it now. Just because I've made sure that you have no choice but to give me that, that, that title. Right. Now, this goes back to trying to be an NBA player. If the, if the parents is not there and the student or the athlete are not, they're not talking with each they're other. Not, there's no not, communication. They're not,
0: there's no, they're not there. There's, they're, there's mis, like you said, there's miscommunication missing right there in the middle. And the Absolutely. Pro- the problem with that is that's on the parents. That's not on the kids. Because if your kids can't talk to you, you made your child that way. Like, your child's mm-hmm. not talking to you because you're not approachable. So you have to right. – well, I'm a parent. I know what it's like to be approachable. So I have to make myself approachable to my daughter. I have to make myself available. As busy as I am, like, like none of this shit matters, bro. Being a parent is first. So if I know if she's telling me, hey, dad, I want to go to the WNBA, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to that right? I'm going to be attentive mm-hmm. to that. So it's the same thing, like, guys, like, you know, if you're a parent and your child comes to you with a goal and dream of going to the NBA, WNBA, NFL, MLB, whatever the case may be, you can't put a price on that.
1: No. There's
0: no, there's no, there's no, number one, there's no price on a dream. There's no price hmm. on a dream. You can never put a price on a dream. Never. And put you a, have
1: to want it. You have you to, have want, to it.
0: want it. But not only, that, not only do you have to want it, but you have to hear people in your ear tell you that it's possible.
1: And Absolutely. They,
0: they don't hear that and they don't see Repeat that, that
1: again, huh? repeat that yeah, again
0: They need to hear it They need to hear that it's possible They need to yes. see that it's possible So, yeah. you know, again, you they say Seeing is believing, but they, they're gonna see Me and is gonna make you run these sprints Up the hill, we'll give you We'll give, I'm willing to do this Bro, I'm willing to give teams Like our free time for an hour or two hours We'll put you through hell and back Through a motivational boot camp Like, we'll put you through hell and back but best believe, we'll have your parents sit and and watch, and we'll we'll give you value. We could give you a boot camp. We could give you a webinar. We could give you a speech. We could give you all this in one day.
1: Absolutely. And
0: if and if you and if you believe in your child, then you'll invest in your child. But if you don't, then it is what it is. And then your child's gonna resent you for the rest of your life because you're you're insecure and you're envious of your child low key, and you don't want your child to pass you. <laughs> That's why a lot of parents do too. I ain't gonna right. lie, man. A lot of parents, a lot, bro. A lot of parents do that, bro. Like, hundred percent. It's it, that's what it really is. I didn't let my child going. I want my child. You can't force your kid to do like they're gonna no. do whatever they want. So if they don't want to, then they won't come forward.
1: What happened? Like 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 I just said, the horse does not want water all the time. Facts. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the it. horse does not want water. Do I want? No, I don't want water. I want milk. Bro, you bringing me water, and you think I'm gonna force that? I don't want to force it. Bro, what I mean? can't. I want milk. I could you,
0: I could tell you right now there's some dreams that you can't do alone. I've had this idea in my head to like really just again, like really give back on. on, Because that's that's where I'm that's kind of where I'm at now. You know, like I have more to give and I feel the stuff that I have to give. I kind of like need to put that into, you know, the next generations that coming up. But I can't do this alone. Right. I'm not an I don't have a sports background whatsoever. So how am I going to tell a basketball player what his work ethic should be like behind, you know, doing basketball drills, right? I've mm-hmm. only been on the coaching side as far as a trainer, but you're right. someone who's, who's ran those drills. You mm-hmm. took three-point shots, went for layups and all that, blocks, steals, whatever the case may be. You did that. You walked that walk. So they're going to see something with you in you, right? You had mm-hmm. dreams to go to the NBA. You got injured. Now what? How do you respond to that? Right. So I want you to, sh- like, I want you to tell them and I want you to show them how you respond to that. So, yo, just like, I think you're on the verge, we're on the verge of doing something special that that cements something, right? And I think that's what it's all about with health and fitness, man. I've learned from this entire COVID-19, community is the biggest thing. You got to have community. Because mm-hmm. I, like, guys, for you... For you guys that don't know, like, me and Just talk a lot. So this don't even feel like an interview no more. It just feel like a full-on conversation. Yeah, just, just a conversation. Yeah, but Always just a conversation, yo, right? Oh, for real. Like, the, 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 the community that we build, man, like, I've been slowly building with Just week by week, and we just be having these conversations, and the more we lay a brick, the more, and eventually looking up at a wall, man, but it, it, it's Whew. incredible. Talk about it. Yeah, it's incredible, man. It's incredible to see the power of networking and building relationships, because... You know if you have someone else on your team that can take that pressure off of you to do something great, if you want to do something bad, you can't do it alone. you know what I'm saying mm. like
1: and so. you gotta you you have to and you have to be realistic yeah here's, here's the thing that most people don't know I probably won't want to confess up to if you're looking for someone like that's your, that's your best friend, your brother, just because you believe in a dream does not make them. That part of me. Just because you believe in a dream does that mean they have to believe in it too. Mm. They don't have to believe it. Damn, I need to hear because that. Because that's that's not that's not their responsibility. All they're supposed to do is support you, you know, mentally for the most part, but they don't have to believe in anything that you do because they have a life of their own at right. the same time. Who are you to tell them, Okay, I need you to believe in me, I need you to, you know, continue to pray for me? Yes, you can say that all you want, but it's not it's not mandatory. Right. So you have to, and this is something that I came across, you know, with family, friends and things of that nature that not everyone is going to support you the way that you want them to, to support you. And that way you got to, in that manner, you have to continue to grind. And as you grind it, just like you reached out to me and we continue to talk to each other. We start to build that relationship because we we see the same thing I see. You see, you have a dream, but you know that with that dream, you need a partner. You need, you need a teammate. You need, you need to build together. In order for that you know both our dreams to, you know to appear, but if you're not grinding and regardless of okay, he, he or she's not supporting me, that should not you know take away from your grind. Mm. You should always, always stay consistent, be patient. remember what I said about the four quarters and I said, I believe in you know that's my, that's my philosophy about training. So mm-hmm. my business is called fitness and it's a fitness with a five. So again, remember I said consistency, patient, exercising. diet and that Mm -hmm. makes a result it's the same thing about coaching how can you be able to have these contents or have these stanzas that allow us to get to that level you have to know okay this is what i'm this is what i'm this is what i'm going to do i have to be patient i have to stay consistent at the same time i have to exercise appropriately have the proper diet and that way i could get to my result it goes with anything else in life just because Just because someone is not consistent with, you know, believing in your dream does not mean it's not someone like someone else does not believe in you either. Mm. You have to continue to grind. Someone is always watching. Mm. Someone is always watching. I tell my clients that all the time. I don't care if you're an athlete, and I call all my clients athletes, but a hairstylist, you may post day in and day out. You may get 36 views, 20 likes. But if you're booking, if you're getting bookings for 20 people each week, who cares about the 36 views? Who cares about the 27 oh. likes? Mm. What happens is we, we we become extrinsically motivated rather than intrinsically motivated. Mm. So extrinsically, okay, we see the value. We see the reward. Okay, oh, I look good now. My, I'm dropping body fat. Oh, I'm putting on muscle. Great. Now, internally, well, in t- um, intrinsically, are you learning? You have to be able to, you have to, you have to accept Learning is a part of being motivated. With me, if I see my clients applying the same, I'm giving them knowledge. I'm telling them what they need to do in order for them to achieve their goal. And they're listening and they follow it to the T, the science behind it, the, everything. And they achieve that goal. I'm happy. Like I'm motivated by that because there was someone right there listening to everything I had said to them. And they applied it mm. to what they do every day. So there's different type of people. You got ins- people that's intrinsically motivated and, and intrinsically. Mm. As far as me, I'm intrinsically motivated. And it doesn't matter who's not who, who is supporting or not. What matters right. is me staying consistent and me lo- applying what I, what I have learned into everything that I do and implementing that with my clients that's or, you powerful. know, anyone else, that, anyone else that I may know. We can't withhold information, but now all information need to be given out if the person do not want to use it. Mm. You can give it to them. You could give it to them, but if if they do not want to use it, why should you continue to broadcast it? What's the point? It's just going to go from one ear throughout the other, and it's going to feel like you're wasting time, but you're not wasting time. Mm. You're not. Mm. But what we need to do is realize, like, you know what? It's not time for them to listen. Mm. But it goes back to the horse in the water. The water, the horse do not want to listen right now. It's all right. Wow. But yo. a couple of years later, they're gonna be like, you know,
0: what? it's time for me to listen. Yo, that was a yo, that was a gem. Because I'll be honest with you, bro. Like the first thing I thought about was the Saint Clair Speak Show special that I did yesterday. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I got no problem, you know, having these conversations and putting all this information out there. But that's believe, if I'm having million dollar conversations, you know, with, with like minded individuals who's telling me how to scale a multi million dollar business. And mm-hmm. I only have two viewers. Well, I guess I only got two viewers. I'm gonna keep this thing going because the thing right. hey, I'm gonna get all these gems. Like, right. and I'm gonna reinvest from here. But like those who walk with the wise become wise. Those who run from wisdom will be running from wisdom for the rest of their lives, bro. Till they run into themselves and they're gonna realize that they're the reason why they're not prospering. So mm-hmm. for me, with, with with you know my website, profile, Instagram, what have you. I look at that as a portfolio. So, like you said, it's all about the right person, you know, seeing your, you know, your profile, and, and stumbling upon your page, man. I'm just building that portfolio. Oh, this guy does this. Oh, he does that. Oh, oh, he really networks. Oh, he knows a lot of black-owned businesses. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, like, I, yeah. So I realized I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let none of the, the the numbers phase me no more, man. Because honestly, bro, like I could share this with you. I was at a point. I probably I would say maybe two years ago, definitely two years ago. Two, two and a half years ago, I was at a point where views and likes mattered so much to me, bro, that I stopped putting out content completely and it, it messed me up completely, Wow. completely, right? Because I was just overthinking wow. too much, right? Wow. But that comes down yeah. to mindset. And this is what I talk about guys in St. Clair Sales Consulting, I talk about mm-hmm. mindset and right. you know, activating the, the, the right mindset because if you don't have the right mindset,
1: that's what happens. So, you well, want execution, hearts. right? You no know, execution. Wow. That you know, and we we fall short and we all yeah, like I say, we all fall short of victim to that because we see, you know, the, the the fitness girls out there, you know, they got 110k followers. They have a hundred thousand likes. Cool. This is something that I always tell a lot of a lot of my friends, my lady, people in general, right? That I really care. And this is something for you too. How can you switch, change, change the mindset of that? Mm. So, what if there's a hundred, a hundred ten people following you? Do you have a hundred ten k? Like, do, do you have a hundred ten thousand dollars in your bank account? Mm. Do you? Mm. Right. So, I don't care if I have a thousand likes. I don't care if I have five hundred likes. Do I have five hundred dollars in my bank account? Do I have a thousand dollars in my bank account? If not, it does not matter. Facts. It don't matter. It does not. It does not matter. All Oh, again, if you want to be extrinsically motivated by numbers, then cool. Count Become, the invoices. Yeah, count the, in, count the invoices. Count, count the, as much people that contact you, the emails, things of that nature. How many times has somebody booked you? Better yet, how many conversations you had you had with individuals, like-minded in individuals that made both of you, you know, grow? Right. No, but it doesn't matter, okay, this person likes my page or she likes my page, but damn, this person got 110 followers, 110K followers. This person has hundred uh, over 100,000 likes, so what? Right. Because deep down, and not saying at all, all individuals, but they may be home struggling. Facts. Struggling. They looking at on their phone, okay, this is not a picture. I want to post this picture. I posted this picture yesterday. Damn. Right, I'm going to post this picture. But just no. because they want to find a certain, you know, they want mm-hmm. that content, and they want certain people to give them attention. So we have to ask people, and this is what I'm going to start asking my clients. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it as an assessment. Maybe you could use it too, bro. Are you extrinsically motivated or are you intrinsically motivated? And that will allow you to see what kind of person or see what kind of client you're dealing with. Because if you tell a client, oh, you look great and they like what you said, even though, you know, we, we take those compliments, but we are like, you're looking great, you're doing a great job. If, they, if they're intrinsically motivated, they will say, yes, but, you know, I'm still not able to squat a certain way. That means they want to learn to improve their mobility. Right? right now versus someone, okay, yeah, I'm a squat, but I, I look good. I don't really need to worry about the squats that much. I, I, I'm i getting a lot of comments. I look good. Right. That person is extremely motivated. We have to know who we catering to. What kind of, what kind of clients do we want to, you know, train? What kind of clients do we want to have a consultant, like consulting with? We have to know, we have to know, What what is it? We have to know who we're going against. Yeah. Sure. Who is our competitor? And that doesn't mean us, you know, going against each other as players or just on um, finished professions. But if there's a client that we want to train, we have to know that okay, I wanna cater and I wanna go towards this particular population. I wanna train with these type of kind of people because this is what's gonna allow me to give out more information rather than a person that just wanna look good. That's great and all. Right. But are they willing to learn as they continue to, you know, change their physique. Mm. Yo, know, man, power, you know, powerful
0: stuff today, man. Just absolutely powerful stuff. With just health and fitness in general, I, I think a lot of people really underestimate the value of health mm-hmm. all around, wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, the, right. the the physical, the mental, there's just the overall, you can't be in balance. You can't be imbalanced. People think because aesthetically wise, you know, you, you look great, but internally your body could be telling you bro if you have one more piece of this that, that's it right so you got to listen to your body my older brother my older brother always told me because he, he was a, he used to do boxing he always used to tell me Yo, your hobby, listen to your body listen to your body as a kid like young listen to your body listen to your body so I always listen to my body so as me and you really recently started connecting and building you know I really started to cultivate and like really dive in and listen to my body and I'm like, jump, I'm doing jump ropes now. And I'm like, okay, I got something going on with the shin splints, all right? So let me go mm. adjust that. So again, I'm listening to my body because I'm more aware. And I think another thing that people could do is get in the community like this. Follow follow Just. reach out to Coach Just. Just, how can people reach you?
1: So, Instagram, coach.jus, the same way you spell coach, dot J-U-S. Uh, you could look look um follow my website as well it's I where you can message me, contact me with any um health and fitness and inquiries. You got your packages there, has the testimony that now I know the people that want to see the before and after pitches definitely you can go check that out as well. But any questions or concerns, those are the two um two contacts that you can actually um, find me on. Perfect. All right
0: guys like I always say It's that time. One hundred and sixty-eight hours in a week. You don't got time to exercise and train after hearing this. (laughs) I don't know what I don't know what else to tell you. If you don't want the dream body, then I know someone who does. And I guess it ain't. But don't complain about the work you didn't put in because you don't got the results because you didn't put in the effort. And the rest is on you. I'm signing out.
1: Hey, let's go, Just. I was. I was the. um, Let's say. I don't want to say I was the best basketball player on the team at the time. Nah, say,
0: say what you said. I was, if they see I this, was, let them argue
1: with you later. Was, say what you got to say. I was definitely the top top three off the bench, and I was scoring the most points coming off the bench, averaging about 13, 14 points a game. And tell you know, them and tell
0: them pull up your facts on, on, on johnbound.org.
1: Oh, yeah, they could do that. Whatever they want to do, PSAL, whatever you want to do, you can check that out. Yep. But, you know, not not the two-mile home, but nonetheless. <laughs> what? going on, guys. It's your hobby, St. Clair
0: Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. We're back after our commercial break. Welcome, guys, to the St. Clair Speaks Show. We are on the hour today. It is 2 p.m., and I am sitting with a very special guest. Some may know this guy as my mentor and friend, but others know him as Mac Burnett, the great, the third. Mac Thank you for joining this Saint Clair Speak show
3: special of- let, let me jump in. Let me say since we met I think you've been doing an amazing job. You've been doubling down. You've been executing. You've been doing the work. Your level of activity is really really high. Your level of engagement is really really high. People are digging what you're doing. You've made new relationships. You've put together the speaking tour. You are taking actions, but you also need to kind of not be so hard on yourself. And I know I'm coaching you live, but I mean My mommy always say really, to too. you not so.
0: to
3: yeah, Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, because you're because we're our worst critics and you need to respect the process. You're right where you're supposed to be. You're right. Like I, I have I have coach, I don't believe you should hire a coach unless they have a coach. I have several different coaches, right? And my coach has been mentoring me because he's doing seven, eight figures. And he's like, Matt, it's cool. You're right where you're supposed to be. Don't worry about it. What are the next three steps that you're gonna take to move it forward to get to where you need to be? What is the next thing that you're gonna do and the next thing you're gonna do after that? And, and I'm respecting the process. Life is about evolving evo- and evolution. It's a journey, right? Like, like what he's got, when he's talking about guys is my growth and success roadmap. And I'll show you guys how to get all of that. If you guys hang in with us, I'll tell you what, how to get that. It's a whole training. I work at, oh, it's free. It's absolutely free. But I the whole thing about it is, is I designed it as a roadmap because that's life, right? You don't want the same thing at 16 that you want at 25 that you want at 40. You just you you evolve and our business and who we are as people and entrepreneurs is no different
0: straight up like, l- legit straight up i i honestly you know i look at you know your whole backstory as far as this business and there was a time when we met for lunch i think this was like the first time like we re- like we sat down we had lunch you know by the way it was a really good philly cheesesteak if y'all was wondering I had that glass of red wine with them fries the carbs don't count but we... we, we, we I'm not talk-
3: eating today, I'm not eating today, I'm not eating
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked on so much different things, but one of the things that you kind of introduced me to, and I kind of want to jump in it from here, you were around, you experienced, you know, 9-11 and what, you know, what happened with businesses, you know, the recession of 08, now COVID-19. Matt, can you talk about the similarities between the three? Can, can you talk about... You know, the the difference between, you know, what happened back in 9-11, 08, compared to where we're at now as far as 2020 COVID-19?
3: So I'm speaking from a business perspective, right? Because there's various different variables in that. Every time there's been a crisis, this either makes or breaks people, right? What I find is it breaks people when they weren't growing, evolving, and they weren't preparing and, and and growing as entrepreneurs in general i will say after every single time that i went through a crisis 9-11, 2008 and this i i have propelled myself from a business perspective right it's a, it's, the, it's a, this is a huge opportunity for everyone to get their act together and be able to move online after 9/11, it was the same thing. I started a business after 9/11 because I couldn't find a job. So I started my one of my I started the first version of Powerful Impact and I had seven employees. I was in Black Enterprise, Wall Street Journal, all these places because I couldn't find a job. So it it created a new opportunity and as the economy came back, I was set up for it. 2008 comes. I, 2008 crash comes. I was not properly leveraged. But that start and I had to lay all my people off, but that started me outsourcing, going virtual. So I've been virtual for twelve years. So now when this came, I was prepared for it, right? I was like, all right, cool. I just because you you've been to my office, I just took the equipment out of my office, came home, and went back to work because I was already I, I was already virtual. I have fifteen employees in eight countries, fourteen of them I've never met in person. So all I did was like, all right, guys, business as usual, but. Let's restructure some things. Let's change our pricing. So for me, it was just a pivot. It didn't shut me all the way down. I was, this was, this was another day for me. So I think the biggest thing, things are, are you prepared for whatever comes up by, by making your business as bulletproof as you can? Can you make your business as bulletproof as you can by preparing yourself and looking at how business should be structured? Do you need Thirty thousand square feet of office space. Do people have to come into the office? What's another way to do what you're doing, and how can you make money doing it, and how can you serve your customer? Right. So, so those are the things that I've seen. Those are the opportunities. If any of the people are gonna are gonna dive in, or they're gonna let this destroy them.
0: Mm. Powerful man. Powerful. Uh, you know what? It, it's spot on, man. Because what, what can you tell someone who, who's only just clocked in? That's all they know, right? And, and now you're telling them like, okay, work remotely, figure it out. But if you're not using these resources and these, you know, free platforms that's out here, how can we build that brand and business, right? I've, I've said this on the record, that skills actually create the jobs now. So by developing the skill, it creates the job. So if I'm launching the St. Clair Speaks Tour, just based off my skills, what that does for my staff is it gives everyone a job opportunity at the St. Clair Speaks tour event. So yeah, invest in your skills, invest in your time, and as we know, time is the greatest investor. But Mac, I, I, I want to ask you this: when do you, when do you know when your plan when your plan isn't working, right? When is enough enough? If you're working behind a, a you know a business strategy for, say six, seven, eight months a year, you know you could Gary Vee likes to say, "Oh, eat shit, right? But how long can
3: you do that? When is enough enough? If if you're a real entrepreneur, it's never enough. It's That's never right. enough. I'm still, am I'm, I'm evolving. You know, right. I've been in some kind of business one or another since I was twelve. Right? I'm not, to, I'm not twelve anymore. So you know, I've been doing this a long time. And 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 the thing is, is how bad do you want it? Do you want it as bad as you can breathe? How bad do you want it? Now, with that said. We do have responsibility. So do what you got to do. I'm not telling you not to go to work. I'm not telling you not to go sell tickets. I'm not telling you not to go take personal training clients. I'm not. Whatever it is, if you're flipping burgers and you and you taking care of your, your responsibilities and you're doing what you need to do, if you're driving Uber, God bless. Do whatever it is that you need Straight to do. Up. But that doesn't mean that you can't find three hours after you get off work, after you put the kids to bed, or after you did whatever you or worked your second job find three hours, turn off the, turn off the Netflix and take that three hours and reinvest it back into your business. Now to your other point is how do you, how how do you, how do you plan it out? Write down what you want, write down what you want and reverse engineer how to get there. Don't take the opportunity just because it's in front of you write down what you want and exclude the other things. I find a lot of people, I've wasted a lot of time personally chasing waterfalls. You know, stick to the business that you are used to. Right. So the bottom line is, is if you want if you want to if you want to speak, don't go make don't go make movies. If you want to, if whatever it is, if you want to start a coaching practice or you want to open a, a gym, you know, don't go work for an accountant. Go work for a gym. Get paid to learn. Right. I have clients that, that that will hire me that I will take on for less money because they have something that I can learn from them or I can get paid to learn. So earn to learn is what I always say, even if you make less money. I have, a, I have a client who came to me and he said, he's big in IT, big, makes a lot of money, really, really good at it, hates it, hates it. He's like, he's He's like this is the most boring thing. He goes, Mac, cause I used to be in IT. So he called me up. He says, Mac, I hate this IT thing. I've been doing it for 20 years. I wanna get out. So I said, I said, so what is he says? Well, I got six or seven years to retire. I got a great pension, but I want to do something else with my life. So I said, what do you want to do? He says, well, I want to make furniture. He wants to make furniture. I said, okay. I said, so I was like, I know nothing about furniture. Right. So I'm like, tell me about the furniture. He was like, so I'm like, I'm thinking Ikea or pier one. He's like, no, that's not what I do. And he showed me these pictures where he took these pieces of wood and made these beautiful custom-made tables, and he does it as a hobby. So I'm like, great. You got six or seven years. Take this time right now and master the craft of what it is to build furniture. Get be it, Become as great as you can. Make tables for people that cost. Give it away. Go volunteer at another furniture company. Learn the business side of it. You know, because he, he wants to get his pension. He doesn't want to quit, but he wants to start the business. I'm like, learn the business. Learn the craft. Get better at it. Make Try to try to make. I don't know how long it takes to make a table. Let's say it takes them three months to make a, one of these custom tables. Make a goal of trying to make four tables a year and sell four tables a year, right? And figure out who those people are. What do they want? Ask the customers. How much can you learn about the business? So when you do go out on your own, you can't be successful. Right. Powerful. Yeah. So you know, let,
0: let's you know, let, let's talk on. Let's talk on this because you know. We have this entrepreneurship spirit. Not everyone has that. How do we create that within ourselves, man? How can one do that if they, if they all they know was just clocking? That's just like following through?
3: This ain't for everybody. Not everybody's no. built for this. Period. Now, I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it. And I will say this. Everyone needs to hear this. If you don't take anything else away from what I'm saying today. We are moving into an economy where you are going to have to kill what you eat. We are moving into a gig and a self-employed economy. Mm. Robots, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, machine, machine learning, all of these things are going to put you out of work. In 30 years, we may or may not need a lawyer because the computer will write a contract for you. In, 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 in 30 years, we may not have any employees in Amazon and the Ubers will drive themselves. The, the, do you know that one third of the male workforce is in some type of transportation, some type of driving job? One third. I think it's 20 or 30 percent. 30 percent of all jobs that men have are going to go away. They're just going to go away. What are all those people going to do? Right. Everybody can't be a programmer. Right, that's an opportunity. Everybody can't be a personal shopper. You have to look at where you want to be in five years, how you can be of service, and how you can be of value. But that doesn't mean you need to be an entrepreneur. But where can you fit in? Because you driving a truck and making one hundred and ten thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, whatever you make, may not be there. So you got to get ready. You, you got. You have to prepare. I don't care if you're twenty-two. I don't care if you got a master's degree, your job may not be there. So what are you doing to get ready? So even though I don't think everybody is inherently an entrepreneur, I think they can take on some of the traits of what it is to work for yourself.
0: Mm. I mean, you know, again, you know, we are learning. Just looking around the world, we're looking at, you know, uh, these social platforms There's Fiverr, there's Skillshare, there's so many different platforms where one could actually learn how to develop skills, along with hosting your own online, you know, web events, but it's easier said than done, right? I have a website, but I'm not driving enough traffic as far as sales, so something's wrong. Anyone can set up a website, but can you be successful in bringing in the dollars? So it's all about holding yourself accountable and making these adjustments to your business, whether you're an entrepreneur Business owner, employee, whatever the case may be, you have to make these adjustments. Mac, I'm gonna share this with you. I remember you telling me this early when we met. You had a client who is a millionaire, and he was unhappy. Like unhappy? Can you can you touch on that?
3: Yeah, yeah. So so we help people in six different areas in our roadmap, and it's on our website powerfulimpact.com. And I'm I'm gonna let, I'm sure everybody had to download that as a workbook, so you can look at that for yourself. Um, there's a, there's a class and a workbook on it. Um, so I had a guy come to me and he was making, I'm not going to tell you his name or his industry, but he was making a million dollars a month and he was working seven days a week. Absolutely hated his life. And he came to me and was like, Mac, I think I have a marketing problem or something wrong with my system. Um, I'm making money, but I mean, he's making a million dollars gross. He didn't take home a million dollars. And he said, Mac, I'm, I'm miserable. I'm working seven days a week. I don't get to see my wife. I don't get to see my kids. What can you do for me? And, and that really started a conversation. Um, I said, "Well, let me can I look at your business?" He's like, "Sure." So he showed me what he was making, he showed me how he was working, and it was an efficiency problem. It was how he was working. So we were able to restructure what he was doing, put some automation behind it, bring in some support, and identify the the areas that he made, where he was most effective, and he made the most money. And that's what that's where we focused on, and then. We got him down to working four days a week. He was able to take Fridays off, go golfing, and on the weekends he was able to spend with his kids. Right? Because it makes no sense to build a business that you don't love. That's insane to me. I don't I don't I don't understand
0: that. That, that is that is spot on, man. You know I, I noticed, you know, earlier earlier on I had to really ask myself this. I'm like, okay, Yahavi, what do you love to do? What do you love to do? I, I was honestly looking, and I want to talk on, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of talk on the business reinvention sheet. So I looked at the worksheet that you gave me, Mac, and I'm like, okay, what do I love? Right? What do I love and what do people want? What, what, do, what will pay me? Right? And, one, and once I really dived in, what I loved two years ago, I would love today. Right? If I loved fitness, I was head over heels in love with fitness years ago. I feel a complete different way about it now right so it's not at the top of my list so when you made me do that 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 worksheet it felt it felt like a a a complete not just a business reinvention it felt like a lifestyle reinvention i must say because i realized i'm like okay now if i were to do that what do i love i love the st clair speak show so that's gonna be the first thing on my list right so what i've noticed with you know what you've given me as far as just the tools it's constantly evolving day by day. So that's been the really cool thing with, you know, just working with Mac and the business reinvention sheet was, again, you're changing every day. We're human beings. We evolve every day. Other than that, if you wanted to be a branch, you'll be a tree branch, but you're a human being. So we have the ability to, uh, you know, of course, you know, create and grow, but looking at the reinvention sheet really made me kind of look at my life. And of course, being a dad now, I had to really look at some stuff I'm like, oh, I love being a dad. I need this free time. I love working remotely. When me, when I first met Matt, guys, I was a stay-at-home dad fresh, right? My daughter was only a couple months old. I was, like, I was boiling, overwhelmed with distress because on the weekends, I would head down to Times Square in New York City to sell comedy tickets just to make ends meet, right? Till the networking event came and changed my life and got me off the corner, but what I'm saying, guys, the, the, the power of building relationships is you never know the, the, the next person you'll run into. And they, they, they will come with a message or something that could help you excel. So, again, don't run from wisdom. But when you look at your life and you write it down on paper, like the business reinvention sheet, I mean the lifestyle reinvention sheet, again, you're looking at your life from a complete different lens, guys. What you love today, you might not love tomorrow. We're constantly growing, and growing is okay. Don't fight growth. Life is changed. Growth is optional. So once I seen it on the paper, Mac, I realized, I'm like, okay, I am not just a personal trainer anymore. I'm a consultant. I'm a speaker. You've helped me operate as a business and move as a business model versus just making speaking videos because I like speaking. Right? I wanna get paid to do what I love. So by looking at the worksheet again on paper has helped me. So when Mac is talking about, I'm sorry if I'm rambling, guys, forgive me. So if Mac is talking about the business reinvention sheet, just understand one thing. No matter what you write down, it will change in a couple of days because every day is unpredictable.
3: Very true. Very true. You you know, you're talking so much about this this business reinvention kit, I'm gonna to have to Make, I'm gonna have to uh, finish that up and because and, we're redoing it I'm updating it, and I'll make that available that you can share it out I'll make that available. I, I, I
0: looked at it you know I looked at it yesterday, I looked at it yesterday in my laptop and I'm like, okay, you know like i I remember I remember the original day when I first filled it out, how I felt then versus how I feel now. I was completely different and person.
3: it changed right it no, changed you know, it has changed huh?
0: can you tell them how I All was? Right.
3: Wait, 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 wait. No, but but I, I, I also want to tell this. I saw greatness in you the first time I met you. I met you and you was like, My name is Jahavi St. Clair and I do this and I do that, and I'm and I so and told and so I was like, This guy's incredible. And and then you were like, I was like, What do you do? Well I do real estate and I do this and this and that. I was like, okay. And I was like, Is that your bread and butter? And you was like, No. Actually, <laughs> I've been selling comedy tickets. Hold on. Of all the things you said to me, this is what impressed me about you the most. You said, No, I've been selling comedy tickets um, and I made a full time income selling comedy tickets in Times Square. Now, I know how hard that is. And I was like, I was like, this guy, I was like, this this guy can sell water to a whale. I was like, I I was like, I got it. I was like, I have to I have to get this. I have to get this kid on my team. I don't mean to call you a kid. I have to get this young man on my team. I have to mentor this guy. I have to make him a client something but that really connected me to you. Cause I was like the level of difficulty of that. People don't understand the level of difficulty. So that's what it was. Now I want to talk about the business reinvention kit, just so people can understand what that is. Cause you keep talking about it. I just want to break down what that is. The business reinvention kit is something that I developed that I discovered by accident when I was 17 and I've improved it over the years is how do you figure out what you're supposed to be doing with your career, with your life, Or with your business and it's a it's a fairly simple process and the process kind of works like this figure out and there's a circle there's a whole worksheet with it but I'll I'll give you guys a simplified version figure out what you would do for free so ask yourself tomorrow What's say Friday tomorrow you play the lottery the big lottery the Powerball or whatever it is and you win two hundred million dollars you have a hundred million after taxes You come home, you pay off all of your family's bills, you buy a couple of houses, all the cars you want, you go on vacation for two years, whatever, all the toys that you wanna do. After that two years, when you come back, if you can fly, this is in normal times. After you come back, what would you get up and do for free every day? What would you get up and, and do if money was no object? If you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do? What do you love to do? And I and when people tell me they love to shop, I'm like, okay. But would you go shopping every day? You're going to get tired of shopping. Like I know people who used to say, I want to be home all the time. And now that you have to be home all the time, everybody's going nuts. Right? Mm-hmm. So, no, you don't want to shop every day. You'll get tired of shopping. What what do you love to do? Right? Is the first thing. Make a list of 10 things what do you love to do? Second thing is, make a list of what are the things that you're good at because they may not be the same. And the third one is what will people pay you for? Right? Make a list of those as many as you can. So you got three lists. What do you love to do? What are you good at? What do people tell you? You know what? You're really good at that thing. And the third thing is what people will pay you for. You take those three lists and then you put them in order from one to 10. And then you're going to take the top two or three from those lists and do some research. And go out there and find out what what you can do for that as a career. What can you do as a career? Do, taking those three things and the intersection point of those three things is what you should be doing as a career, if that makes sense. Oh, it
0: makes, makes, again, it makes tons of sense. But I say this a lot. Guys, what good is information if you don't apply it? So apply this information. If Mac is willing to give you guys, you know, This business reinvention kit for free or scheduling a call with Matt again guys like this this could help you out and you could save 15 years of stress in business 20 years of stress in business I can honestly tell you this and when I originally when I originally met Matt back in November that's when I got into real estate do you know the lack of information and resources has crippled me in business in real estate it crippled me at first But fun fact, what a lot of people don't know is through Mac's um, Facebook group, uh, the Business Academy that he has on Facebook, if you guys aren't in that group. Again, it's a free group to join. Man, Mac, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm like a walking billboard, bro. I got you, man. Hold on. Look, y'all need to visit (laughs) Facebook.com right now. Join the Business Academy group. They're a great, like-minded individuals, Mac, you probably don't even know this, but I actually met my real estate lawyer from your group, Carl. I met him
3: through the group. Yeah. Oh, Carl? Yeah, that's like, my guy, man. That's my guy. Yeah, now we're doing stuff
0: behind <laughs> the scenes with, like, properties and stuff. And, like, yo, again, Mac has thrown me, bro, Mac, you've thrown me so much alley-oops you don't even know about subconsciously, so right? But when you set up, like, a group like that, and then people come in here and yeah. they connect, I'm like, wait, you do this? Oh, actually, he was looking for someone who does that. But, again, guys, like, Business Reinvention Kit, the Facebook group, like, What? Like, come on, guys. Like, we're, we're talking June 19th. We're talking, you know, black businesses. Everyone's pro-black till we get to the checkout line, right? Come on now. <laughs> but, again, what, yeah. what I'm what I'm telling you guys today is this. Despite, like, you know, my other guests, like, the thing that separates Mac from my other guests was Mac actually coached me. So I believe in what he's, I believe in everything this man is selling. If he's saying, yo, Hav, I got a $500 bottle of water right here. It, like, it's gonna be five hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, shit, I rock with that. But that's it because I already believe, I already seen the result and how it changed my life. Now I don't have to worry about the stress the stress factor as far as just reinventing my thought process in business. So Mac, I want to ask you this. You know, we're talking entrepreneurship, we're talking business today. We're talking June 19th. Do you have? Don't use me. I don't want you to use me. Do you have any success stories? When
3: it comes to black businesses, without using me, I,
0: you I, using I have a ton man? of them, man. I, I, the no, I, I have a ton of them, but
3: I. It is the same place, speak Show. No, 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 no. It is, it is. No, I have a ton of them, but I wanna say this, because I think this is really important. Um, y- you know, I appreciate what's going on right now on so many different levels, um, oh, yeah. but. I I and I and and don't get me wrong. I've been getting hit up like from a lot of folks, black white. Uh, I want to hire you because you're black, and it's great. I I take it, right? I'm not gonna.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm in business, right? I'm not gonna take it. But, you know, I want somebody to hire me because I'm exceptional at what I do, not because I'm black. I don't want you. I mean, it's great that you. You understand i want you to hire me because I, because i've changed your life i want you to hire me because I because i taught you something i want you to hire me because because i i inspired you to change i inspired you to, to jump off the cliff and make an investment every success that i've ever had has my major successes have been on the other side of writing a big check so when people come to me and they're like mac you're a big check i'm like yeah i am i'm an investment but what you've been doing hasn't been working the way that it works. And I have to tell you, I've written big checks. And I, and I, I, I had somebody who was, who called, this is a true story, right? I want to I, I talk about success, but I want to talk about failure first. So I had somebody who was unhappy with my service. And I've experienced that because I one time bought a very five-figure coaching package. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what I got. It took me two years to realize and then developing my roadmap, which I that roadmap has now made me well, over, well into the six figures, that what I learned, what I learned, I didn't even realize I was learning until I went back and spoke to that coach because, you know, we had some business to discuss, some other stuff to discuss. And as I'm talking to him, I'm realizing all the stuff that I was using, he planted the seed for me to develop my own thing like that. So, but, but so you don't always even know what you're getting, right? So, but I want people to hire me because I'm exceptional, not just because I'm black. I have a guy that I met who is also a friend of mine who came to me and he says, I want to hire you. And I said, no, I don't do your kind of business. It's not the right fit for me. I can, you know, I'll, I don't mind, you know, coaching like, I, you know, I don't mind coaching you a little bit. And, and whatever else, but I didn't think he was a good fit. This guy waited for me outside every day for three months until like, cause he like, we worked in the same building. So like I, I would come out of my office and he'd be standing there waiting. Cause we used to kick it. You know what I mean? It's blackout. He did that for three months, every week for three months until I agreed to have a drink with him and talk about his business. And at first i was like this guy hitting on me why is he out here <laughs> right but it wasn't even that right it was just he just really wanted to hire me we took that guy from doing low six figures and a business is very difficult to do that to mid six figures because he forced me he he stayed on me because he was like you're the guy i need to work with you so that's the success part um i've taught other people that have taken some of the stuff that we've used Packaged up what they've done. Black guys, six, seven, eight figures. Um, there's other cl- there's other people that I very very much respect that I have had nothing to do with that I'm associated to. Uh, Melanie B. Interiors. She's a cute. She makes rugs and interiors. She's like a she's like a like a, a like a black Martha Stewart. She's incredible. Um, go look up B. Smith. Man, no, go, go look up B. Smith. Rest in peace, who just passed. She was a model who who built a restaurant chain and she had her products in department stores, right? It, it, your color is not a barometer of success. All, all it, it's what impacts it is your cultural, right? Your, your your, your, past, your culture, where you come from, right? You can't control your, your color. You can control how you show up in the world, how you help people and the problems that you solve. And that to me is where, Is where success is created.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's what, guys. Again, you know that that is where success is created. Success is created through failure. Without failing, I wouldn't be here, right? You know, so you know we fail we fail our way to you know to success. So you know, speaking on failure, you know, Mac, can you share a pivotal point in your career? This could be earlier on in your career when you had that that you know. I want the most painful. Um, the most painful, but that moment where you said, you know what, I, 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 failed too much times. This is it. W- when was that moment for you?
3: Man, I I've had, I've had so many of those moments, uh, but I, I, w- I will tell you a story. Um, I was running my company. Um, I had an office, I had seven people, I had a secretary, you know, um, but I was doing the Hollywood thing, right. I was trying to get press you know, I was walking around in my suits, I thought I was a big deal. and um, every, every time you think you're a big deal, the world will teach you you're not. Um, but 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 I had lost a big account. We had a huge account and I lost it and I didn't realize how how much that one big fish paid for everything. And I had to make payroll. Uh, I had to pay all these people and I didn't we didn't have the money. I, we had these small clients. And we didn't have that next piece of money coming in. It was coming; it just hadn't gotten me yet. So I was like, "All right, I got to go get a loan." I couldn't get a loan from the bank at the time. So I literally couldn't sleep for three days. Like literally, I couldn't. I got maybe five hours sleep in three days, and I was I was in cold sweats because I had to get the Friday and make this payment. So I called a buddy of mine. I was like, "Yo, I really need to talk." So I was like, "I was like, you know, can kind of take you out for a drink?" So we go out for a drink, and I was like, "Listen, you, you're successful." Um, I feel like a failure. I don't know what to do. I gotta pay these people because I, I, I forgot how it worked. Like payroll, payroll would hit one day, and then it would hit my account two days later. But everybody would get paid. I forgot how it worked, so I had a little bit of time. And he said to me, he says, "You know, Mac, um, do you think I've always been successful?" I said, "Seems like." He goes, "Nope." And he asked, he said, "I'm gonna ask you three questions, and he says, and this will tell me if you're ready to be successful." I said, okay, I said, I said, let's do it. He says, well, the first question I was gonna ask you is have you ever been able to not make a payroll? And I said, well, clearly, he says, good. He says, um, um, have you ever, what was the second question he asked me? Um, have you ever had your lights cut out, your lights cut off? I said, I said, yes. He's, he says, good. He says, have you ever screwed up a client so badly that you promised to never do it again? I said, absolutely. He says, great. You're ready to be successful. And what he was trying to show me was that the failures is what builds the character to become successful. You don't learn from winning. So, what I tell people is it's cool to fail, fail fast, fail and keep moving. Failure shouldn't I fail all the time. I had this big account I was just working on. We 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 didn't get it. I don't well, at least I don't think we got it. We're still talking, but I think we screwed up the sales process. But I'm like, cool, it's Monday because I failed so much that I'm like, all right, I know this is part of the process. But next time I encounter that type of client, I will be able to close that client, right? So I think failure is what is is what makes the success. It's not the it's not succeed. You don't learn anything when you win. You learn when, when you fail.
0: Oh, uh, oh failure! Oh, no, what a what a teacher failure is. You know, you know, t- you know. Touching touching on failure in particular, guys. I'm talking about failure. I'm talking about the times where I had to go back to Times Square and sell comedy tickets just to make ends meet. At that moment, I felt like a failure. I felt defeated because my mindset I was accepting defeat. Failure is. The willingness not to try, to accept defeat, to let doubt and fear kill the opportunity that you could have created if you would have just acted on it. You know, I can tell you one thing. I'm not perfect. We messed up this show completely when we went on live. But I believe when it comes to, you know, fumbling upon yourself, stumbling, failing, that makes us so much better. It gives us a lot more leverage. Why? Because if I fail, I can monetize it. If we fuck up, we can monetize it. We could use that as leverage, and experience is the best teacher of all. So if you're not failing, you're not working on hard enough problems. In some cases, you're not even trying. So by putting yourself in a position to be successful, by taking action and having strong faith, a lot can get achieved. And by me taking action that one day, going to Eventbrite.com, looking at my iPhone, figuring out that there's a free networking event, I put myself in position to be successful, by connecting with Mac Burnett. Now, Mac, let's kind of talk. Let, let's kind of talk on this now because you know we're seeing you know America you know open up. Um, we're, we're seeing you know COVID nineteen numbers. You know, it, it's like the freaking stock market at this point. So we, we we don't know what's predictable. But one thing that we do know is predictable is our impact. Now. I, I, if, if there's anyone that's watching this right now, they don't have any experience with business. They they, they never even sold a cupcake or or, or a, a lemonade at a lemonade stand. What, what what is something that you would tell someone right now who, who has no experience holding themselves accountable to being self-employed?
3: Huh. Well, first I would ask them again. I, I would ask them, what do they want, right? What do they want out of, what do they want? Who can they help? How can they help them? Very simple. What do they want? Who can they help? How can they help them? No one gets paid unless there's a problem or unless you create value for somebody. That's it. there's nothing right. If if you have a problem, you get it solved and you pay somebody to solve that problem. I, I sell money. I generate leads for clients. I package them up. I coach people. I then, I then put them online, and then we have other clients that we just generate leads for on pay for a pay-for-performance basis. That's it. And and, and I, so these are things that I've learned over time that people want, and we figured out how to do them, and then we got good at it. That's it. It wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I know how to coach, and and and, and I know how to be a growth marketer, and I know how to generate leads. It was like, no, somebody said, Mac, I, I'll give you an example. I will literally tell you how I developed the business. I, we started as an agency and then I saw that the agency model didn't work. So we became a managed marketing service because that's what the client wanted. People would come. This is, this is all true story. People would come to me and say, Mac, I want to work with you, um, but I don't have these other pieces together. Or can you build me a funnel or can you build me a website? But the business was in shambles and that's where the coaching came out of because I needed to get them ready to move online. And then I have other clients who want to hire me, but they don't want to invest in the infrastructure and this and that. All they want is the result. They just wanted the leads. They're like, look, just send me 50 people. I'll work the leads and I'll pay you for the leads or partner with me. I'll sell the work and and I'll give you a commission on the back end, which is a new product that we just released because people kept asking me for it. So I had to figure out how to do it entrepreneurs solve problems. So it doesn't matter if you make cupcakes. It doesn't matter if you fix cars. It doesn't matter whatever you do. Speaking solves a problem for people. They need oh. to motivate people. They need to inspire people. They need to, they need to uh, cause impact and change. So who are the people that you want to do that for? Talk to them and get in front of them. I solve problems. I'm just leveraging the things that I love to do, which is marketing consumer behavior to do it. So what is your zone of genius? Who's the Who, what's the problem you want to solve? Who has that problem? Go have a conversation with them, do three of them for free and then put a credit card machine in front of it. It's not that deep, but people don't take the time to think about it like that, which is why you need a coach, which is why you need a mentor, which is why you can't Google all of that. So you can, but it'll take you 10 times as long to figure it out. And a coach is gonna make you step out of your box and go get it done. I, again, I didn't wake up and say, I'm gonna be a coach. It was, these are the things that people asked me to do. So I've I've pivoted the business into the client's needs and figured out how to do these things over time.
0: I mean, you know, know, Mac, I've modeled, you know my business blueprint through yours, you know when you had, you know, a couple of VAs working for you I've learned the value of VAs by seeing you do it. And and like how you operate so fluently with your weekly meetings like you guys don't like uh, mac i don't uh, i hope you don't mind but the 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 things that i've learned from you know working alongside with mac is the little things that he subconsciously taught me you know how to run a business consistently like weekly meetings keeping everyone up to date with what's going on with the business who's in charge of what blah 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 also you know everyone's not good at everything I'm not good at everything I've realized that working on the UMAC has like exposed so much and you don't have to be good at everything you don't have to be good at everything this is why you know we have this person and this person because they fill in the blanks and I've also realized because you know I've mentioned this to you a couple times in conversation I'm like yo Mac man like yo yo, you gotta let me know man Let, let let me handle that man I got you yeah, you you putting too much on you. Let me let me take care of that. But I I really understand now. I re- now I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand everything because I get it. Because if you want something the way you want it, you gotta do it your way. Like I, I can honestly share this. It's, it's gonna be real short. I'm Not gonna ramble. When it came to editing my book, I hired a really shitty editor, and I look at I looked at the like the work and I'm like yo. What the- and I had to do it myself. I'm like, yo, if you want anything done, you got to do it yourself. If you want to make cold calls and emails and you want it done the way you want it, you got to do it yourself. Don't hire someone, then complain because they can't do it. But that, that that's the job as a leader, right? When you win, it's on your terms. When you lose, it's on your terms. So, Mac, I kind of want to talk about this next. If Leadership, yes. what, what comes to mind?
3: Well... I want to. I'm going to say leadership is is exactly you evolving as a leader is is you doing is not doing what you just did. The reason I didn't give you certain things to do that you wanted to do is not because I didn't want you to do them. It's because I was not in a position to set you up to be successful to do it. You as the entrepreneur, your job is to. A real, a true entrepreneur, there's, there's somebody who's self-employed who does everything. An entrepreneur builds a machine, a system that does that thing for people and they manage it. They manage the system. They're not jumping in there and doing the work. But to do leadership to me is enabling and empowering other people to be successful, to be able to help you reach the goals and objectives that you're trying to reach that, and, and and true leadership is aligning that with the goals and objectives that they want to reach. There's a really good book that I recommend called uh, "Good to Great." Good to Great, and one of the things that he says in the, in that book, good Michael is it Michael Gerber? I think it's anyway. If you if you Google Good to Great, it'll come up. One of the things that he says in his book is um, what a lot of companies do is they they try to figure out where they're going and then they put everybody on the bus to go there and what he says in the book is don't do that find the right people and then together figure out where you should go together Mm. and it's just a very small change about thinking where it is you're trying to go so so i i literally had a conversation i was in a, a networking group which turned into me coaching the whole group, which was fine. I I enjoyed it. Um, I go to a lot of networking events, as you know. Um, I like, and the reason I go, I want to clarify this. I am the internet guy, but the reason I go to networking events is it is a great workshop to test things, to test your pitch, to test ideas, to hear the problems of your customer. So I go there because those, those people are my customer and I want to know what they're, they're my client. I want to know what their problems are. And I to say, well, how do you think, what do you think about this? How do you feel about that? right? And that happens in these networking events, whether they're virtual or not, right? So I go to this networking event and they were like, um, well, I'm thinking about hiring a VA. I'm thinking about starting to outsource. When is a good time? And a couple of people said some things and they were like, "Mac, you have a ton of those people. How do you do it? When should, when's a good time to hire? I said, well, if you start your business on day one, day two. And they looked at me and they're like, well, what are you talking about? And I said, This like, well, you can't afford it. And, and I said, you can't afford not to have it because you just can't do everything. You can't be good at everything. So what I tell people is this: if you can't afford a VA or you can't afford support, raise your prices. Raise your prices so that you're building in the cost of what it pays your people to do that. And I have a whole, I have a whole uh, coaching. I have a whole worksheet on how to do this it's in my coaching program, but. Um, but the idea is write down if, if most people don't even write down what they do how they do it it's all in their head write down from step eight, from the first time you meet somebody to the time they become a customer to the time that you service them to after you service them write it out just write it out just type it up and then go back and say who are the people that i need to get this done like you producing this show right now and you being on social media there's certain activities that need to happen. You need to take pictures, you need to shoot video, you need to create the app, you need to create the the, the, the grant, the Instagram post. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces in there. And I see, I see you working hard, brother. I wanna give you your flowers too, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm watching you, don't think I'm not watching you, right? So there's all these things that need to happen. But if you wrote down what needs to happen, and then let's say, again, money was no object, write down all the people that you need. What are all of the jobs to get this done, right? and then say all right great if i had 100 people to help me what would that look like and then now when you start you're going to be every job but at some point you're going to realize okay here's the eight people that, that i need to make this thing run and i'm all eight people but these three over here this is where i make my money or these three over here here's where i'm great at over here i suck so i need to find so how much can i pay them that i can build into my pricing and how can I hire this first person to help me do this thing? I have people that work for me right now that make $4 an hour and they are very happy overseas. Wow. They make $4 an hour. Okay. But over there for them making $4 an hour, it's great. Now most of that's research and pulling down copy and links and all these kinds of stuff. Right. But they like, they're very happy. I have people that make way more than that, but it's not it fits into my mar- my pricing margin it's no different why when you go for it, no one i know who works a regular job i don't care if they work at mcdonald's or they're a high level consultant at a major firm i have never met anybody who goes yeah i, I get paid what i'm worth mm. everybody thinks that they get paid less than what they're worth but there's a reason for that because there's price pressure you want to get paid more money and the company wants to pay you what makes sense for this type of role in this type of person, because I have to make a profit on you sitting in that seat, and you don't understand. I have to pay you. I have to pay payroll taxes. I gotta pay for this office space, these lights. So the reason I can't pay you another thirty or forty percent is because I gotta I gotta pay for your health insurance. I gotta pay for all of these other things, and they know what those numbers are. So day one, you start writing those numbers out and say, okay, where can I? Okay, I can pay somebody eight dollars an hour to do this job. Where can I find somebody to do Find somebody for $8, Fiverr, Upwork, down the block, whatever it is, and then have that person do that particular thing and build it into your sale price. Correct.
0: Uh, You know, uh, uh, affiliate marketing, you know, I've learned, you know, I've learned so much different things as far as just working with Mac, whether it's hack marketing strategies, affiliate marketing, but. Connecting and building relationships is the most resourceful, okay? Um, when you establish relationships with people, that person adds value. You add value. And together, you have great value. So, Mac, I want to ask you this. I know we talked on this. We talk, we talk on so much different things, Mac. And like I know like we're wrapping it up or towards the end. Mac, you showed me how to launch the St. Clair Speaks Tour. I hope to see you headlining along with me on the st clair speaks tour because i'm i'm excited guys i'm excited i I didn't want to you know like kind of like throw this out there you know a little too early but again max showed me how to launch my own speaking tour so it's only right to have powerful impact st clair speaks tour like come on now like come on now so guys look this is what we're doing it whether you're small business business We're going to split it down the middle. Mac know how to operate with small businesses. If you're a solo entrepreneur and you're looking to improve your sales, well, you got St. Clair Sales Consulting. But I've learned so much working with my mentor. This is 20 years experience. Experience. That, I like, when this man talks, he don't know, but I mean... I'll be taking notes, you know what I mean. But again, guys, I would love to see you guys at the St. Clair Speaks tour event. For those of you that don't know, Matt is also a part-time professor at NYU, so you know when this brother is speaking, schools in session, kids. But Matt is going to be headlining along with me on the St. Clair Speaks tour. I just had to put this out here on live real quick, so he don't he don't got to text me, oh bro, you you know what I'm saying. But I want Matt to headline with me on this event because together. We could help and we could help so much more lives. What Mac has done, you know, for me, changed my life for the rest of my life and my daughter's life in generations to come. That's how much I believe in coaching. None of this happens without coaching. None of this. This show. See, He, thinks he's, he, thinks, coaching. he,
3: he thinks he's slick. He's, he's doing this on live, so I can't say no. So that's exactly. that's what he's doing exactly I, I'm, board, guys. I know exactly exactly you know Ex- you, gotta, you, exactly you see what
0: he's doing here? but <laughs> i'm also doing this because you taught me you taught me about you know building relationships so now i have more of a high ticket event now right i got powerful impact i got my guy brandon powell joining me too so i got some influential shout out to him, black bro. brothers with me so I got a high-ticket event. You taught me well, mentor. You taught me well. <laughs> but it don't hurt to ask. But, guys, this is the point I'm trying to make. If you don't ask people for help, they can never help you. Like, like they can never help you if you don't go to the networking events, if you don't reach out, if you don't do outreach. Like, again, I, what Mac has taught me in in months feels like years of knowledge, man. Like, it's only right. And when you gain that that knowledge, that experience, how to run a business. You pass that on. That's how we, that's how we continue to be blessed. I don't, you don't just, you don't, you don't become blessed to keep it to yourself. You're blessed to bless others. So we have to gift life with what gifted us with. You know, the ability to speak, to coach, to inspire, to consult. Thank you for calling St. Clair Sales and Yahavi St. Clair Consulting. How may I help you? I'm a trainer and I'm not making any fucking money. <laughs> really? Hey, I, I work for corporate. I'm here forty hours a week. They tell me great job, Bob, but where's my job, Bob? Look at my truck. Oh my gosh. I'm- okay, okay. Well, you're telling me you work for corporate? You know? Can you tell me what corporation you work for? does it matter? They all treat us the same. They keep us enslaved in this system with the numbers. What are my numbers? Am I a number? Ah. Well, Bob, it sounds like you need Sinclair Sales Consulting. <laughs> well, yeah, we could schedule a strategy call. Well, when are you available? You know, his success blueprint with Powerful Impact Right. We have mindset. We have structure, brand, marketing, sales delivery. We have all of these things. So collectively. So I needed to ask myself, am I the reason? Am I the reason why I'm not prospering? But again,
3: shoot for the stars, shoot for the stars. And if you hit the moon, it's okay. Listen, I just want to say one thing, man. I want to thank you for having me on today, man. And, And if anybody. Uh, I got a free training, which will take you all the way into the success roadmap. And if you're on that email list, you will also get an email for the business reinvention kit that he's talking about. And I'll send that out too. I don't have any problems. But if you're interested, go over to powerfulimpact.com. The number six stages, six stages. And there's a free training there. You can sign up. will not cost you anything. I mean, if it makes sense and you want to work with me after after you watch the training, you can sign up and get a call directly with me. But please, even if not, Go watch the training, Uh, PowerfulImpact.com, backslash the number six stages. I promise you'll be better for it.
0: And please don't forget to visit Facebook.com and join the Business Academy group that Mac has on Facebook. Life-changing group. There are a lot of like-minded individuals. If you're now starting out, if you have experience, come get some inspiration. Hear some inspiration. Read some inspiration. Mac has all these free resources out here. Best believe you got to get involved. Okay? You're always one idea away.
3: Business Growth Academy Sandbox. Business Growth Academy Sandbox. I know it's long. I don't know why I've called it that. (laughs) Facebook.com Business
0: Growth Academy (laughs) Sandbox. Again, guys, join the group. I'm actually in the group too. I'm in the group too. So it doesn't matter. I don't care where I'm at. We still got to get coaching. So guys, this is me signing out. We are coming back on live in a bit with my next guest. Mac, thank you for your time today. Again, guys, if you want to catch this episode of the St. Clair Speak Show special, we will be streaming all day today till 6 p.m. If you want to see this specific episode, we will have this episode available. If you want to you know, reach out to Mac, I'll also have the links attached as well. So again, this is the St. Clair Speak Show signing out. We'll be right back on these commercial messages. Opportunities come to those who create it. So if you're not hustling, you're not establishing or creating any type of business. You're not collecting emails, you're not building a business. And like mentorship goes a long way. So again, I extend my arms out to you. I want to say thank you. You know, like every wise man was once a fool. So when you ask questions, you learn. So I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions today. Please, I might go off record with some of the questions that I asked you to fill out. But I want to know what got you into this business, why consulting?
2: You know that's a great question, and I, I will would say congratulations to you for achieving that first uh, client, consulting client. Uh, that's one of thousands that I'm sure you'll be able to get. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, for me, I, I realized a long time ago that um, as the oldest of five, I'm a listener. You know, I grew up doing that. Um, but there's there's a sk- there's what I call dormant skills. There's skills that are within you that you either, either haven't done or you haven't interpreted as those skills. And so that's what it was for me. I was doing a lot of those things instinctively. I just was doing it. I would listen uh, as a young adolescent. Of course, you're doing that for the ladies. You're trying to listen and learn and be a Mac and all those, those things growing up in high school. But I realized this is a trait that translates very well into not only just being a productive man, but also in my relationship with my wife and my marriage, but also in business. And so you become I became more self-aware of it. Now, I can't say that I just grew up knowing I'd be a consultant. I, that's not the case. When I came out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really have much direction. Um, it wasn't until I went into college that I began to get exposed to different leadership opportunities. And there was, again, I had to listen. I had to learn how to be a good team player. And then as the years went by, I realized one of my mentors actually told me, he said, I was describing what I was doing. And I said, you know, this, I like to do this, I like to do that. He said, well, why don't you just do a consulting business and charge people for it? And the light bulb went off. Hmm. And when that happened, it was like, I was metaphorically speaking, able to make a whole loaf of bread from just crumbs because I got it, it made so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, um, You know, you just got just get better at it because when you pay attention to people, which that's also something that I learned as you listen to people, people feel heard. That's different from just talking to people and selling them. They I've noticed that people when they feel heard and understood and respected uh, and you educate them, they're more likely to to participate in whatever it is you you're offering. And so uh, I found it to be a huge, huge benefit uh, over the years. It's huge. Can you, you know, you touched on this a little bit. In fact, my,
0: you know, my new client, he he touched on this yesterday as well. He said, you know, I'm in a position where I'm a leader, and I'm stressed. And we were talking on leadership. Can you touch on that? Can you, can you, what does leadership mean to you?
2: Oh man, you got some good questions. So for me, uh, leadership, you know, as the great, you, you can't really talk about leadership without giving acknowledgement to. Uh, John Maxwell you know he's an expert at that Uh, he talks about leadership being influence, and so from studying him uh, I realized that that leadership being influence is so impactful and for the everyday person everyone has a leadership role because everyone has influence in some capacity now it's how you use it that will make the difference so for me uh, I'm a leader in my home I'm a leader in business I'm a leader among my siblings uh, I mean, I'm a leader in different organizations, but not just by title, but by the actions that I put forth. And so for me, there's no way for me to say leadership when also talking about servitude. And so um, you find ways to always lift others up and add value to them. And there it is again, listening. Leaders have to be able to listen. So and these are things that I learned over the years. If you're going to get better at leadership, you get better at listening, knowing how to um, understand where people are and how to. I'll tell you this principle. Um, I know we're not doing an official session, but I'll go ahead and give you what I call the good stuff. Um, one of the things that I talk about is my 90 10 rule. 90 10. This is a radical concept. Um of the time I spend time from a leadership standpoint, I spend majority of my time focusing on how I can uplift, encourage uh, and inspire. So that's very difficult because if you're in leadership, you got a team you're managing, you got people you're overseeing, you're gonna notice things that frustrate you, things that you believe in that they can do better at. But that 90% of the time you figure out how you can change their behavior by focusing on what they're doing good. The other 10% is the times where you can't, you can't, you know, do it in, a, in, a, in an encouraging way. You have to admonish, not criticize, but you have to admonish, that's two different things. And so even when you do that, if they're so used to you encouraging them and finding ways to positively highlight what they're doing right, when you do that, they receive it a lot better. I found in, in my research. And so uh, because they know that you're not really trying to put them down, you're coming from a place where they they know that you actually care about them. And I think that's one of the challenges with leaders is that we want to lord over that authority that we have that we've either earned or we, we took advantage of and we got however it came about. And leaders are not just leaders by title. It's also by the influence that we have. Powerful. Um. Powerful.
0: I, hope y'all, I so, hope y'all heard that because that, that, that's powerful right <laughs> there, man. I think with leadership comes down to accountability, right? So if you have a team, you know, I have a team that I'm working with here. It's my job to hold my team accountable, you know, to launch this event. I have to touch base with everyone, including you, including everyone behind the scenes. So for me, at first, I'll be honest with you, man, like stepping into this position, ready or not, here I come, right? There's no book on entrepreneurship. There's no license to be an entrepreneur. I, I can I'll, Can you also touch on that? Like, what do you look for, you know, when you're looking for that, you know, new prospect? You know, how do you find your ideal training client? And, and who is your ideal training client? Is there an ideal training client for
2: someone like you, Grant? So that's a great question. So um, I'm going to unpack that a little bit slowly because there's a few different layers to that. So. Uh, not only is that something that I had to figure out but that's also a common challenge for most businesses trying to figure out who should I be serving how do I talk to them who is my target audience um, I will share with you how I solve it by what I also teach my clients so for the first thing is I came up with a principle called the top 10 industry pain points if you are referring to your uh, the market and you're trying to service them. Everyone has everyone participates in a different industry. So in your case, we're talking about consulting, speaking. Well, guess what? We're not the only consultants and speakers, right? right? So, what are they trying to do? Trying to look for clients, speaking engagements. Well, during that process, there's there's oversights and mistakes that are made. We call those gaps in the market there are, if you study it, there are at least 10. And so what I did was I studied what those 10 gaps are. And then I went about serving my target audience, which is speaking event host uh, my clients who are small business owners. In my case, I figured out what is it that they actually need? This isn't about, this isn't a question about how I can be better than my competitors. That's not what I'm saying. This actually is about how I can become more accurate with where my target audience is hurting. Mm. So, for example, uh, because I know a lot of times people want to outperform their competitors, which is a normal thing. But you don't necessarily have to focus on bad. All you have to do is figure out where is your target audience hurting. And I'll, I'll actually touch on that in a moment. But corporations are pivoting some actually some are profiting. Uh, some corporations are profiting because and this is this is actually a normal thing Uh, just walk us through this whenever there is a uh, challenge in the marketplace there's always a segment of the market that is devastated by the changes and then there's some that become profitable for example whenever there's a lot of new construction going on and there's road work issues and potholes all those cars that are hitting those potholes their tires are messing up we are de- we're frustrated by that but guess who's benefiting all the repair shops i bought in the last two years almost 18 tires between my two cars so right now what's happening in, for these corporations while we're devastating we're trying to pivot and find new jobs and find new clientele the people who sell toilet paper the cleaning products <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are not complaining so that's a normal that's a normal phenomenon now it's just more it's much more dramatic right now because it's affecting globally but there's always there's always a seesaw of of benefit and uh detriment in the marketplace now for the everyday small business owner as i was saying earlier they are we are all trying to figure it out they there if you had already been studying the digital world, digital meaning email, social media, webinars, anything that's not on the face-to-face uh, operations, then you're, you're actually probably doing a little bit better than most. But for those who haven't, they're starting from scratch because now they're forced to. So that question really is depending upon how much time have you already been dedicating to the digital world? And it's a harder learning curve, but as you as you get around that learning curve, you'll be able to get, you'll be able to figure it out. But it depends on how, how far in advance you had started. For me, 16 months ago, I started that road not even knowing that COVID would come. I started spending time on social media. I did not normally spend time on social media because most of my business came from word of mouth and referrals. Uh, I also spent time at chambers of commerce in the field. That's... Mostly how I spend my time, but I decided to get on social media, and I started on LinkedIn with about maybe 700 connections, and I started paying for training and research. 16 months later, now we're currently at 16,000, almost 16,000 connections. But COVID happened during that, and I was I was able to pivot a little bit better. It didn't make it perfect, but I was able to pivot a little bit better. So that, it just depends on where you where you started from. I appreciate that. And I want to say kudos to you for being tenacious and and driven to make it happen. Um, That is probably one of the key ingredients. And so to your question, uh, Lean on Him Consulting, whenever I get up to do like uh, 30 second elevator pitches and things like that, the way I sum it up is this. We try to solve a problem for for the market. The problem we try to solve is we use uh, branding, strategies and marketing strategies and business strategies to help our clients increase their value to the market by 30 percent every six to nine months that's what we do everything else are the tools that that we use to make that happen so for example we do graphic design but that's not really what it's about it's about using that tool to impact your value in the market we help with business coaching those are tools but that's how we utilize them to help affect. It's about producing the outcome as opposed to just, hey, let me design a flyer for you. Well, what if that flyer is not speaking to your target audience? Now we have a flyer that looks nice, but it's not effective. And so we, we try to make sure to co- coordinate both of those concepts.
0: That That's huge. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point because I'm going to tell you my dilemma right
2: now.
0: I just made a website a couple months ago st Clairspeaks.com and i'm looking at the amount of traffic that my website gets then i'm looking at the orders then i'm like this makes no sense i just don't get it so it just really made me look at my model again i'm like okay i'd ask myself am I number one am i underselling or am i upselling am i addressing any points and i had to ask myself this Brandon, because i was a personal trainer for seven years so i had to really ask myself what's my target audience i'm doing consulting right i have a sales background i've had this for years since i was 14. i got a box of candy from DJs for 15 dollars i flipped it and i got my own ride for 60. i sold each piece of candy for two dollars right there were 30 pieces in there but that gave me okay. it gave me the tools and a couple of years later i ended up on the street selling comedy tickets it gave me to get together right but I had to really learn, I'm like, what am I, what am I really solving here? I don't want to do personal training anymore, but I want to help what? fitness professionals be more successful. What I've noticed is this, and I could, I could definitely touch on this real quick. With COVID-19, you've seen, of course, a lot of at-home workouts, right? Bodyweight exercises. What fitness corporations are noticing now is, oh, yeah. You need the personal trainers more than the personal trainers need you. Because if we're looking at the fitness industry as a table, those personal trainers that are bringing in, say, 10K per month, 20K per month from their training clients, not to mention supplementation, these are all things because I have experience with fitness, I know all this stuff. So I had really, I had really, this entire epidemic has made me big yeah. to get to this point so that, again to have you on this to show means a lot because i'm struggling with you know telling these these other photos professionals like hey you don't gotta work for corporate you can make more money online doing this but my approach sucked and i'm not ashamed to say that right so i didn't really be honest with myself so what can i do not to lose confidence you know that's
2: uh i think You're hitting on a a very important point, and I want to say thank you for your transparency on that. Um, that's, That's a normal challenge to face. A lot of clients that I work with, they have that same experience. They're trying to figure out either the accuracy of who you're talking to and then the methodology and how you go about trying to communicate with them. So one of the things that I would say is when you do your research and you have the accurate information, it builds the confidence. For example, if I'm gonna leave from Texas and I'm gonna go to where you are in Europe, North, right in New York area,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna feel a lot more confident if my GPS, my navigation is indicating how to get there. But if I just took off and start driving and going based off memory, I'll be a little confident, but I'm gonna, it's gonna get blurry for me because I'm not really good with directions. That's the same thing in business. You feel a lot better. When you have an accurate game plan of who you're trying to target where you're trying to go and how you're going to impact them and add value to them and so um that just comes with research and for me as a consultant i'm gonna get i know what questions to ask you to figure out who your target audience is i don't have to work in your industry to know that i know how to i know how to figure that out and so um real quick i'll explain it's something called a one thousand dollar rule it's a metaphor. It's not. It's not a literal $1,000. There's three criteria that need to be met in order for you to uh, have your uh, the $1,000 rule. So, if you're trying to get to your target audience, imagine it as a dartboard. In the center, you want to hit hit the bullseye. But oftentimes, we don't know what the bullseye is. Who is that target audience? How do you get there? Well, there's three criteria that need to be met. One is financial capacity perceived value and compatible interest those are the three criteria so financial capacity let me be simple do they have the money to pay pretty simple perceived value do they feel like what you charge is worth them paying for at that rate that's perceived value number three compatible interest that's saying do what you offer. Is it something that I actually need based on what my needs are? Those are the three criteria. If they meet those three areas, typically they can absorb your, your package, your program, whether it charge $1,000 or whatever it is, they can use to absorb that fee within one to two installments. So if not, you're throwing darts and they land outside of the dart the, the center that's okay. It happens. But you don't want to spend most of your time with Darsha or landing way outside of there because you'll end up, you might make the same money, but it will take a lot longer to, to accomplish. And a target audience is about efficiency. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's if valid. that makes sense.
0: That, no, that makes that makes tons of sense, man. You, and, and you didn't have this. You, you said a lot, but you didn't say much, and it did a lot for me. Now I'm digesting this mentally, and I'm like, okay. I already, as soon as I'm out of this studio today, I'm going home, I'm revamping my entire website. Let's actually, let's switch gears for a minute since we're, you know, we're talking consulting, but I actually met you on LinkedIn and LinkedIn had, guys, if you're not on LinkedIn, I don't know what to tell you because how are you connecting with like-minded individuals? LinkedIn is the place to be. Brandon, do you have any success stories that that you would love to share with the audience, you know, just with using linkedin with business or it doesn't have to be business it could be business personal just any success stories that you have with linkedin in general
2: uh great question Um, and and linkedin is definitely definitely a great place to be i'll admit i'm biased toward linkedin as opposed to the other platforms uh it's it's very very beneficial to me because number one my target audience is on linkedin so i was sharing earlier (laughs) exactly I was saying earlier that's it. My, my my journey on linkedin i didn't really know much about social media 16 months ago but it grew it went from you know 700 to 60 nearly sixteen thousand connections but that's not what got my attention because there's a lot of people that are on linkedin or social media you can have a lot of followers or connections it doesn't automatically mean you'll get you'll get business or or, or high engagement what got my attention is the last four or five months, 40% of my business and inquiries have come from LinkedIn. That's when it got my attention. That's Majority of my speaking engagements, interviews like this, and I have the privilege of meeting people like you, clients, strategic partnerships have come from LinkedIn. So, yeah, I'm spending time on LinkedIn because I'm I'm seeing the return on the investment of my time and resources as a result. And I haven't had to run any ads, by the way, to do that. You Yo,
0: that is That is I, that is so huge I'm so glad you said that because You're actually the first person well, I won't say the first person, but you're actually the first Brother From LinkedIn that I actually connected with And like, to, to come on this platform On a day like today, June 19th Right? And you know, we're talking black excellence We're talking we're talking business, again, the most Influential people with me in business Have been black men, all black men My, my mentor has given me so much information. He's taken me under the wing when I was at a point where I was completely lost and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I know I was good at something, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And now, you know, just looking around the world, again, with the epidemics and, you know, Black Lives Matter, the riots across the world, I'm seeing a lot more unity, frontline, even in business too. So again, to have you here today, it's special to me, but... Can you talk on, uh, you know, the, the lift, the elevation? Can we talk on black culture? Can we talk on black businesses? Because when it comes to black businesses, I, I can honestly share this b- before I let you go, but I can honestly share this with me. I, I love the culture. You know what I mean? Like, I love the culture. Like, we're so innovative, right? I'm a, I'm, I am call myself a visionary speaker because I have car- I have a cartoon series that's about to come out. I have a children's song that's out called ABC, that little kids are learning big words, and it's blowing up fast. We're at 4,000 views, and it's only been two weeks. I have you know, children's books coming out. I have all this other stuff, and it's the culture, and I love what I can pass down. I have a daughter now, which makes me a leader, and my little girl has changed my life, and she's really opened my eyes to imagination, and I have a lot more empathy. So when I originally created this platform, it was for, you know, like-minded individuals like yourself and, you know, that, that 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 need just that extra platform just to get their business out there. This ain't about me. This is about celebrating black excellence like yourself, Brandon, and all the other black businesses because I'll be honest with you. I was on my way here and there was a cop behind me and, like, my anxiety was spiking. But I was like, nah, the devil's a liar. So we back at it again. But can you please touch on, you know, just – any black uh, business partnerships or uh, black culture and business or anything that you're seeing as far as just the epidemic and how we're responding to it.
2: Well, I, I would tell you, uh, number one, I, I definitely understand the anxiety. I, on my way to my office this morning, um, I had the same anxiety spike on my, for myself. I was, I was driving, I had my headphones on. I was listening to a book, wasn't doing anything. I, I'm not I'm not really involved with anything that's, you know, would make me feel nervous. But like you said, I still felt nervous for a quick second because of the color of my skin and plus because of what's going on at these times. Now, in saying that, I am very thankful to tell you that we have about 75 strategic partners. We have an ecosystem of business owners. And I would say at least 75 percent of those are african-american male and female so that's pre that's pre-covid that's before COVID. i'll tell you why that's important that's helpful for my psyche as an as a african-american man because typically we look at each other sometimes and we don't really feel like we can get the best from each other we worry about if people are going to try to give us get discounts from us uh not have good business etiquette or good business practices well that's not my world i work with great professional people that look just like me and for those that don't i still welcome them to upgrade and, and improve themselves because i'm trying to improve myself as well every day so that's a different world for me and with covid it just it just amplified even more because i was already doing it before that i've been doing that for years
0: that's huge i mean you- Definitely touched on something, and this is something that I I experienced on both ends. So I could I hold myself accountable, put myself out there again, but I hold myself accountable on both ends as far as you know the oh support black businesses, but when it's time to get to the checkout, it's ah, I don't know, you know what I mean? So you know when we when we see when we experience that, do we turn to other cheap? Or re-addressed and say like, hey, you know, because I recently experienced this. If I if I'm charging you, say a hundred dollars to talk to me, you know, I'm doing my consulting, and you know, it's time to check out, and it's been like two to three days, you can pay me. I'm not gonna run you down for the money. I, I'm, like you're just gonna expose yourself, right? So then I'm gonna realize, like, okay, I, I probably. What with you again? But I gotta tell you what you did, right? Because I rather tell you than the next man. And you don't know want you know what I'm saying? So I've experienced that in business. Um, but to see us come together and do things like this, I think this is special. You know, to to again share that insight. I come from South, South Jamaica, so I've seen, you know, just the worst of the upright. You know. Raised by my aunt, you know, adopted by my aunt, growing fatherless and adopted, whatever the case may be. But when it comes to black businesses, man, like again, you know, this conversation is extremely helpful. Connecting with other partners and building those relationships is, you know, is extremely important. But supporting one another is extremely important. So if I know I can't, you know, say, you know, Miss Jones wants to work with me as, as, as far as consulting goes, but she wants to know my background, and I'm inexperienced, right? I don't, I don't have the right tools, and you're giving me, you know, your last $10,000. I can't help you, Miss Jones, but I know you can. Brandon Bowen so again it's all about you know just keeping it in that circle of connections you know making the right referral it's just like personal training right if i am a weight loss specialist right and you're more into say powerlifting right and someone walks into the gym and they just want to power and then they go to you i think another thing that you know, that, you know, you know destructs know, business this and this culture this is when people get the client get the they're not ready for it that they don't know anything about and they're scared to say they don't know or they're inexperienced. Can you touch on that and can you also touch on black businesses that are not holding themselves accountable to operating like a business? That's huge.
2: Well, I think part of that, part of that is um, to, the, to the second question, part of that is a is lack of training and experience and that's across the board. I've met small business owners of all ethnicities that have the same challenges. It's just that it's amplified when you run across more of it that, that look like you. But for me, I've seen, it, I've seen the same challenges across the board where our zeal does not match our business acumen, meaning we are ready to make it happen. And that's OK. But then not having that third party available to help guide and make sure you don't bump your head. And usually if you work long enough in business, you'll figure it out. You just will bump your head along the way. And it's, it's all about not doing that as much because you can chop down a tree with a hammer. It'll probably take you 30 days, or you can use a chainsaw and it'll take you three minutes. So that's usually the challenges that for African-American businesses, we, our zeal is there. We want to do better for ourselves and our intentions are right in a lot of cases it's just that we can get down on ourselves because we don't know if we can actually do it and then when we make mistakes it just it just has a domino effect but having that third party there can certainly help avoid that you too, you, man like
0: brandon you're I'm sorry, so gems today man you're saying you're saying stuff that's like spot on and i'm like yo i you know you do know, look i'm so glad you said that I actually lost my confidence in being in the business of real estate because of the lack of information and the resources because I wasn't connecting myself, right? I wasn't holding myself accountable to absorbing this information. So it's again, you're talking on so much different stuff, But I, but what I'm realizing as I'm sitting here with you today is I pretty much failed my way here, pretty much, right? I turned the lessons into blessings and I invested in that but what you're saying is spot on. Again, can you say that one more time? Can you just say that that one more, like the lack of information?
2: Information. Well, you know, sometimes I, I get so excited in the moment that I even forget my own point. So tell me, tell me the last part that you want Yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. tell you again.
0: Look, you know, the lack of information can cripple a business. Lack of information, lack of resources, it can cripple a business. As they say, what doubt kills more dreams than fear does, right? So if you don't if if you don't know about the stock market, you're not gonna invest. You might think you're gonna get lucky, but it, it doesn't work that way. Same thing with business. You don't just get lucky in business, you gotta build relationships and connect with people like Brandon, right? And have these conversations because obviously you walk this earth longer than me. You've seen things that I haven't seen yet. You've experienced things I haven't seen yet, right? So everything that you've seen and you've experienced, you're shedding that light here today and just learning how to operate and move as a business. Again, I don't know, I don't have any of this experience. I don't know how to run a business, right? I learn from studying success and studying another successful blueprint. So to hear you touch on consulting, we're seeing you know America slowly open up, slowly open up. Some are in a rush to go right? And there are some that's like, okay, all right, I'm let the first wave go up first and I'll see what happens. But what can, is there, is there something that we could do? I know that we don't, we all don't have the answers, but if something like this was to happen again, what can, what can we do to prepare as far as just like a,
2: a business? Wow. You, you coming with the great questions today. Um, i would say uh it's, it's probably good to develop a product or service that is versatile and scalable uh, so i'm going to share this with you I, I can't go into a whole lot of details it hasn't been launched yet but again almost nine ten months ago before covid came up i was already working on something that speaks to what you're talking about i was working on launching a new company and i picked i actually picked a few of my own clients this is what it's all about as well it's elevation so I picked a few of my own clients and invited them to be part owners in a company that I was starting make it make it a joint venture and then that business model is is dedicated to educating small business owners uh like yourself and many others young old it didn't matter everybody needs the same information for the most part and so with that business model to make it insulated against you know COVID in different circumstances it's what's called a low threshold high volume model and so what you do is you create the we've created we're creating training modules covering these exact kind of principles and you allow people to pay a membership you pay uh it's a two-tier model and anybody can do this all you have to do is say you know what Is there an expertise that I have that I've dedicated at least a year to five years in? If you spend time in that area, you want to repurpose that in multiple ways. One of the ways you can do that is create your own educational platform that people can purchase. Guess what? If it's $35 a month or $99 a month, it's not a lot of money, but if you get 1,500 people to do that, it is is working. And so I would recommend Repurposing your intellectual property, the knowledge that you have, repurpose it. I could tell you for hours how I repurpose information. There's no way I'm going to learn something and I only use it one way. It just does Mm. not, there's no way I would do that. It has to be transferable. The same information that I have, I do in workshops. I'm releasing my fifth book, the same content to educate others in the same way. You have to repurpose it.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh man, spot on, man. If you're not collecting emails, you're not building a business. You're not building a business. If you're not collecting emails, how, how, like, like you're not building a business. I actually met a personal trainer last year. I'm gonna share this uh, quick uh, success story. I actually met a private personal trainer last year. Uh, I believe his gym is in Salem, New York. He was explaining to me and my friend. He's like, "Do you guys know how I got this gym?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro." Gym, he's like, My clients bought this gym for me. Like they like they legit paid for it, they paid for everything. I'm like, you're you're training clients? Like, yeah, like they've been working with me for seven to ten years. I'm like, you retained a client for ten years? <laughs> then I'm like, Oh, you got a gym, but it, 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 it's the product of the result, right? So that again to what you just said, if you're giving your clients Guys, are you hearing this live? If you're giving your clients results, if you're giving your clients what they want, what will they give you in return, Brandon? They will give you what you want in return. If you give life everything you have, it will reward you with everything in return. To see a personal trainer have his own establishment based on success stories and client testimonials from personal training clients. To hear a business consultant have... Uh, multiple startup services because of his clients investing in that? That's huge. No, you know what's I'm gonna even tell you even better. You know how Chrislin, K- Kirsten, Kristen's right here, perfect. I actually got this entire setup in the studio through a personal, through a former personal training client of mine that's worked with me for two years. She's right here. Kristen, wanna come say hi? Okay. Say hi. Oh, oh
3: like, legit,
0: le- like legit, look, oh, okay. like legit. If it was if it wasn't for if Come on, come on. It's okay.
1: It's okay. We're alive. My right. right hair. No, we can. Yay! There you go. Hey. All right.
0: But yeah, like it, it's just to attest to my point. I wouldn't have this entire setup. I wouldn't have this show if it wasn't for you know, again, a client. And that's just me holding myself accountable. So the, to piggyback on what you said, that is spot on, man. Because that's my reality right
2: now. So that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations to you, man. You were doing some excellent work. Um, I can tell. I can tell. I know value when I hear it. And I tell people all the time, I get paid to listen. So I know value when I hear it. Well you, well, you, well, you know, well, you know, Brandon, I appreciate that now. I appreciate that. Now,
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I was bragging. I was bragging because I had you on the flyer. I was telling all my boys, I'm like, yeah, man, I got Brandon Powell. And they're like, Who? I'm like, $450 to speak for an hour. Listen, please believe me. This brother know what he talking about. And I was just so, again, just so excited because hypothetically speaking like like subconsciously I did not know this event was gonna fall on June 19th it's just the way the universe rewarded it it wasn't my plan at all at all but I wanted to I wanted to connect with you a long time ago when I first connected with you on LinkedIn and you shared so much messages on you know just this time slot that, that you had here today man that that I, I could legit I could run a mile with this man. That's it. You don't have to do much for me. I'm the type of person you can say, "Yo, great job."
2: Yo, you said great, job. It does a lot. Well, you add value. You add value, and I, I just, you know, I, if I see
0: it, I'ma say it. I, I greatly, I, I, I greatly appreciate that, man. You know, I wanted to again do this event to bring awareness to black businesses. Along with, I have my first book coming out in a couple weeks. Sweats to suits. It's all about you know surrendering to your transformation. For me, I'll touch on that real quick. It, it, it's all about you know me being who I was called to be, right? To be Yahavi David St. Clair, to be innovative, to be the speaker, to be motivating, to be the father, you know, to be the older brother, the uncle. Th- that's just me stepping in my position. Believe me, the much is given, much is required, but I want to make sure that I you know bring as much value to, you know, this platform. And, you know, with you as well, man, because this could have went left. This could have been really bad. No, I got my aunt watching. But um, before we go, um, before I let you go, uh, do we have any questions from the audience that you guys would like to ask Brandon? Anyone that's tuning in, if you guys would like to ask Brandon any questions, feel free, let us know. Well, we'll, like I'll take I'll take a quick question before I let you go, Brandon. Just assume that we're all set up for that. Yeah. Are they asking?
1: Yeah.
0: If anyone has like a business question or anything (laughs) like that, you know, you know, another thing that I'm amazed at, Brandon, I can tell you one thing. I'm not an opportunist, but when when someone is like sharing knowledge that translates into dollars, I'm listening. Right. Every wise man was once a fool, but to run away from wisdom, where are you running to? Come on now. Come on. Come, on. Yeah, come yeah. on now. Go don't, on don't, now. don't like, if someone is, if their hour is worth this much and you could ask a question that could change your life for the rest of your life. Hesitation. You, you just lost the life that you could have had because of hesitation. Y- y'all think Brandon going to come here again next week? <laughs> Please believe me. This man is booked and busy. All right, all right. St. Clair speech show. But if we if we don't have any questions, perfect. Brandon, again, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, you touched on so many different points. You you did a lot for me. You did a lot for you know the people that's going to watch this video,
2: and uh, and thank you again. Thank you, thank you for having. me. I, I definitely appreciate it. I wish you much success. You definitely bring a lot of value to what you're doing and I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate that. Brandon, since I got you on live, I want to ask you, I'm gonna ask you for a favor, right? Now this is this is a random favor. You could say no, I'm cool with overcoming objections. I was thinking, right? I looked at my flyer and I said to myself, I'm like, you know, I could actually do I could actually host a high-ticket speaking event with everyone on my flyer. Please believe me. Please believe me, I actually can. I would love to, in the future, because we'll come down to Texas, we'll come down. Me and the team, we'll come down. Um, I would love to connect with you further, work with you on some collaboration, uh, speaking stuff that I'll be doing in the near future. I would love to, uh, you know, of course, have you headline with me in future events.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have 75 strategic partners for a reason. I always, always am open. You know, I'm always open So what we can do is we can talk offline We can talk offline
0: I I, I, I ain't going to feed my Judas That's watching now, All right, We're going to talk about it offline though I'm going to hit you up now I I appreciate that man I'm I'm just looking at myself right now And again, it's all smiles And I want to say this, guys Before I let Brandon go If you don't extend your arm out And ask people for help How are you supposed to get it? Right? I could have let fear stop me from asking Brandon for, for a favor, which he doesn't mind doing, right? But I could have overthought it so much that I lost the opportunity. That's
2: big, guys. That's Some big, opportunities guys. in life only come once. I'll tell you, you something else I will be willing to do for those that took the time out to, to listen today. I'm willing to dedicate a 15 to 30-minute free strategy session because maybe I didn't cover everything specifically that they need, or or actually had questions about and want to ask more privately. So if they visit my website, uh, it's lohcstrategy.com. Just use the promo code lohc34, and it'll come through. My team will review it, and we'll honor a 15 to 30-minute strategy session just for them. Again, the normal rate is 450 an hour, but we'll waive it because you because you uh, are tuning in to the great St. Sinclair, Sinclair speech show. Ah!
0: You hear that, guys? Listen, listen. All right? Free 99. Please believe me. Thank me later. All right. Oh, man, Brandon, thank you again. Guys, again, check out Brandon Powell's website. Sign up right now. Schedule your free strategy call. This is a one-time opportunity only. Don't hit me up next month. Yo, bro, you still got the connection? No, I'm not. Listen. Link him now. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. St. Clair Speaks show. To today's messages, the real work begins here, within. When you find your passion, when you find your calling, you'll know when you find your passion. That's when I want you to apply to be my next guest. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. As a business. And... Man, Mac, man, like, honestly, I ain't going to get emotional on live. I ain't going to do that. You ain't going to make me cry on live. But I can, tell, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. Anyone that's watching this, um, I was at a complete different mental point when I met Mac, and I had a scarcity mentality. So anything that came my way, I was a little skeptical about it. But that was fear robbing me of the opportunity to change my life. So when I met Mac, I was on a 10. I'm like, yo, bro, I sold these tickets in the street. And what impressed him the most was the fact that I sold tickets in the street. But I'm at a professional networking event with a with a beautiful blue blazer, by the way, and a nice red tie. It was, it was But the, <laughs> the, the, the point of the matter is you never know. You look like
3: you a know. preacher. You look, you look like a he looked like a yeah. preacher that night. He looked like uh, a preacher. Come on, that guy.
0: Take him to church now. But look, <laughs> you never know who's in the room. Guys, you never know who's in the room. Be on the lookout because we got a hat with Mac St. Clair Speaks. us. We have a lot more in the way. So this is not the last that you see of Mac. You're going to see him on the tour, too. We are helping brands and businesses grow across the world. We're going to start in New York City. We'll go to Connecticut, Texas, Miami. We're going all over. When I first, Let's you, do you it. Know, Let's I'm going to say this before I let you go, Mac. One of the things that caught my attention, Mac, head on, he was like, yo, you told me this. He was like, yo, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. I'm like, say what? I'm like, okay, me too. And and like, like, that's it. Shoot for the stars. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show.